Hi everyone, you're listening to the Bialucci podcast, uncensored and completely unedited discussions about life and everything in it. We hope you enjoy the show. What is it saying? It Butlins. It says Butlins, so I'm not letting you have it. This is my pen. So have you been to Butlins? No, I found this on a on a train. I was like, oh, that's a really handy, good pen. It's got like, listen to that clicking sound. Butlins. So is that still around? I assume so. It's almost a cliche, isn't it? But where you going, Butlins? What? Is that a joke? I went to Butlins as a kid. Very young. Is that rain? You close that door, (laughs) David. We're just making. We never had any sound in there ever. We leave the door open once, and somebody's got a Hoover on. Yeah, so to let people peek behind the curtains, we decided to have the door open and yeah. because there's normally no noise here and now there is noise. But anyway. Also, the guy the, the, the guy there, yeah, um, he must be about 25. I've never seen a 25-year-old with a hoover. <laughs> I don't know if that's... Shame, shame. It's my problem or it's a problem with society. <laughs> just I'm not making an opinion. It's just what I saw. Very anyway. nice. So, Petra. Hello. How are you? Thank you for coming in. Um, so, Petra's uh, Greek for, do you know? Yeah, or yeah. stone. Stone. Stone seems yeah. a bit rock. Seems Rock's a bit, a bit kind of yeah. a bit more emotional. Yeah. Stone means dead inside. Yeah, well, <laughs> there isn't a rest. My, my boyfriend would stone. argue that there's that angle as <laughs> what well. Is, um, what does your fella do? Uh, he's an entrepreneur himself, so he was in the events uh, business, and of course, COVID gave. Good good Did old... you say the offense business? <laughs> events. Oh, events. the offense <laughs> business. I like it. He just went <laughs> around with a with a placard, just <laughs> yeah. uh, insulting people and charging uh, money for it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, that's, that's handy. Uh, what sort of events? Anything? Um, yeah, really random out there events. Have you could have heard of Zorbing, where they like yeah. get oh. into a big giant inflatable ball and like you see the video ram into each other? Went off the side of the I, yes, I'm aware that was have not his that? job oh for the record. For uh, yeah, the record. no. Where was it? In, you, I was going to say Ukraine. That, that just popped into my. It was like a. I want to say it was Wales or something. no. It was a, like a Russian or something. It was a snowy. You can oh, get snow in Wales. You can get snow in Wales. I haven't I seen it, so I can't. I've only can't. heard rumor of the story, so I wouldn't want. Oh, have you not seen quote. the video? No, I haven't seen the video. Oh, you can watch it. I think I'm sure they're Russian or it's Eastern European. I mean, it's awful. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They just had no barrier, that, and the speed went just down went up the hill, this, and like a mountain. So if you think of skiing, yeah. it goes off and it bounces and it bounces and, and then it bounces sideways, and the guy goes whatever he swears, and it bounces and they're chasing it, but it's gone, and then it just goes boom off the mountain. You shouldn't do it on him. What an odd way to die. Like you get to heaven and people are like, what happened to you? He's like, oh, I was rescuing a baby from a burning building. What about you? I was zorbed off a mountain. Well, I have a problem with people. It annoyed me when somebody I like does something wrong because I try to keep my circle. <laughs> I think that's reasonable. Sort of clean of like stupid people. And then I'm, and they go, I'm going to do a, what was, uh, what was I I'm going to jump out of a plane. And you go, mm-hmm. I know it's for charity. I get it. But there's, there's, you land and you've got some money for charity and death. And death's the better option because I want to... But, li- but it's not and death, it's or death. Yeah, it's so an you or. You might okay. land and yeah. take the money or you but could die. I'd do it if they said, this will end poverty. Okay, I'll take the risk. I might have to in my life. Because in those like last moments... Journey. Yeah, in those last moments, you go, they died and you've got nothing to... They just they just throw themselves out of a plane. Spray, tell that to like a, an alien. Don't get involved with aliens again. But God. just, what did you do? Oh, yeah, it would be a strange it. one. Have you ever done anything crazy like that? Or mm, I'm a little. It's hilarious because I'm I'm very pro risk when it comes to business and yeah. changing my life, but I'm a little bit risk averse when it's for fun. Yeah. Like I do it for um, progress. Yeah. yeah. But when it's like for so if it fun, goes wrong, you go, "What am I doing?" In fact, who was I talking to? I don't. Know, I hope it wasn't on the podcast. We was talking. I was talking about Netflix program. I think it was a Netflix thing, and they did a show where they went and spoke to. The, there's a famous bridge in America where people commit suicide on. 
And a lot of them don't embarrass, but this is one which is very cold, fast water. And they did a program, I think it was Netflix, and it, they spoke to people that had survived from throwing themselves off. God. And they were saying to them, like, they followed the story of why and how it mm. got to there. And they say, um, what were you thinking as you went down? And basically all of them said, oh, my God, I've made a mistake. <gasps> because I think that what the rationale was, you've got to remove the person and the personality and why they're there. The brain has got wrong chemicals in it. That's when you just get it down to that. It's the synapses have gone the wrong way. They've formed patterns, you the, the biologies. So now you're not really thinking yeah. straight. So, but because the feelings are so strong and the chemicals are so strong, the depression, whatever, you can't just pull yourself out of it. You're gone. You're, you've sort of hypnotized yourself. And the own, no matter what people say, well, it isn't going to work. But in the moment of death, the body suddenly floods and overrides that. Wow. Or, and you suddenly realize you wake up because the chemicals are, you must live. And then it just floods the brain and you go, oh, wow, I'm out of it. What am I doing? And then wallop. And you think, oh, God, that's horrendous, isn't it? Right, so on a, on a cheerier note. Way to kick off um, the show. <laughs> so it was only in research. Um, I was trying to track where you're from, sure. but you were from every. I know you're born in Holland. Well done. And then okay. the sort of the threads went off all the over the place, and I, I lost you. And the accent will confuse you. <laughs> yeah, I was so very confused. Yeah. The surname, I was like, maybe South African, which I suppose, obviously, you know, there is a connection You'd make a there, good but... se- a spy. Because they never really track you down. You go, where's he? I can't get the accent. I don't know where she was there, but she's there. But she's over there you as well. You have to have some good disguises, so, though. To, to, I mean, the problem. So, born into a cult. Do you want the summary? <laughs> yeah, give us Do you like want the, the short version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, born into a cult. Well, in there Holland. You go. Uh, in, uh, born in Holland when I was two, moved to Brazil and then moved to With India. But, well, so I'm in a blended family. Yeah. So my mom's white, my dad's black. Yeah. She met my dad in. Brazil. Yeah. He's from the US. And she's from Holland. She's from Holland. Okay, yeah. um, and then we didn't kind of grow up in any of those places. We grew up in communes. We grew up uh, in India and but were, Russia. Were they already and, in the cult? Yeah. So they were already. It's the children of God. At, yeah. So at okay. the time, it was very much like a revolution, like yeah, the yeah. starting of something, right? And over time, it evolves into a cult. Nobody really goes, let's set up a cult. You know? So it must have been the 60s or 70s. Yeah. 70s. So it was all over the place. It was more normal to be in some sort of group. Or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was, they were popping up everywhere, yeah. weren't they? So what is, for the uninitiated, of which I include myself, what, what is the children of God? Whew, have you been Googling? Um, no, no, I mean, it's a, it is what it is. It starts off well-meaning with a few people. Yeah. I'm assuming there's a leader. Yeah, well, this is the thing about yeah. a cult is that it, the leader becomes like the God yeah. or the person okay. that you must follow. Like a sort but of they message. kind of believed in free love. They thought, let's leave the churches. Yeah. Okay. So put together a whole bunch of, I guess, horny religious teenagers trying to save the world. And it was fine within that generation. You see those sorts of things pop up everywhere. Mm, yeah. But then our generation comes along. So now you've got kids. So now you need structure. You need rules you need processes and over time i guess yeah. the belief system became darker and darker to the point that if you don't believe in it yeah. or um belong as part of the tribe you get ostracized kicked out of and for us it would would have been the only kind of home or lifestyle we yeah. culture we ever knew so it was kind of as a teenager that you kind of go is this huh, yeah. what made you question yes yeah. Um, the first was it just something in you just thought this I mean there was so many categorical things that had happened but then the narrative was very much how to reinterpret them as yeah. okay right, right? Yeah. so like pe- peers of mine would get punished or they would get um, put, have a sign on their uh, sa- you said like we just went dark and now it's like we're going somewhere else um, but they might be on what they would call silence restrictions they wouldn't be allowed to talk oh because God. they'd spoken in the wrong way right, right? yeah, yeah. 
So stuff like that, that you were just like, hmm, you know, but when it's your normal, you just kind of think, well, I don't want to be that person with the sign around my neck or being publicly shamed or punished. So for me, my survival strategy was really to just be below the surface, to be quite quiet, which is hilarious because I now speak for a living, but it would just be like, just being as invisible as possible in order to cope with that kind of environment. And I'm assuming they keep sort of media away from you. Yeah, we were pretty sheltered. And any media that was, was like as part of the narrative, like, look, the world is going to shit. You know, you don't want to be part of that. You know, what, what was the, the, oh, sorry, sorry, what was their belief? Was it Christianity, basically? Yeah, so it was Christianity and it was very Armageddonist. So we were like, the oh, world okay. was going to end. So it was very hilarious when the pandemic struck and everyone was like, ah. Yeah. And I, we were all a bit like, mm. yeah. you know, like we've been preparing for this our whole lives. What did you want to say? <laughs> I was just going to say, because there is, I, um, I forget which one, so I don't want to say the wrong one and offend people, but there is a religious group in inverted commas, more mainstream. There's a Christian group, I think. Is it the Mormons or the. Mormons? Who are the. The Dutch, um, the ones that live in Pennsylvania. The Amish. 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 They, are they the Amish where teenagers leave for a while, they go on yeah. like a walkabout? That's the Mormons. Oh, that's Mormons. Mormons go off and, and experience yes, and, yeah. and then decide oh, if they want to the come Amish. back. The Amish have horses and wagons. Yeah, and, I thought it was them that left. Oh, it's the Mormons. Yeah, oh, okay. the Mormons go around and evangelize or go to... But, I mean, there's one group that where people are intentionally sort of, they would leave the the cult or the commune for a year they go away yeah they you. go away and to experience life in the outside world and it's like quite ballsy of them yeah it? and then yeah, do you what do you want to come back and some people don't obviously come back yeah. but then that means if you don't come back you're shunned you're that's you out yeah. oh i love it but if you're back, in, you're back in yeah <laughs> i just always think of that from witness you know because it's funny that they talk oh, about yeah. the outsiders being the english yeah but obviously it, it would have been for that time with who's the chicken um harry potter harry potter and minnie I need more information. There's Minnie a lot Molly, of people. Whatever her name is. Emma Watson? No, the the actual the character. Miney. Hermione. What's her yeah. name? Emma Watson. Yeah, she was in a film where she was part of a cult. Did oh, you see it? Oh, yeah. And the, it's... The, oh, God. It's, yeah, there's like a few women. She's trying to... She falls in love with a guy. Oh, okay. And they've tried to escape. Because they're not allowed to be. Yeah. yeah. And like she gets caught because she... It's supposed to be asleep and she runs out she sees them sort of beating the nurse oh my God. because yet they, the men have to beat the evil out of the woman they have to sit in the store it's Quite always it, it, it's always I mean it was the children of God run by a man by any chance obviously yeah it, oh, it's always cult, but run by a woman have you ever heard of one I'm sure there are, but Must it would be very much in the minority. It becomes very patriarchal, yeah. especially now it's like a free love vibe. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's always oh, the way, isn't it? Yeah. It's always, you've got to, everyone's got to have sex with the cult leader. And, and then they didn't believe in abortion, not to go down that journey, but it just meant that kids popped up everywhere and who was left to look after them? It right, was the women, yeah. of course. Oh, so, okay, wow. Yeah. So when can you, when, what were your memories go back to? What, what age can you remember sort of things? There's patchy memories. I mean, like arguably um, when you have, when you've experienced trauma or like, or you move so often. Like I remember one night, like the authorities were coming to raid one of the communes in case the kids were being abused. Oh, yeah. And it was like the middle of the night that w- my parents were like grab your things we're leaving you know like stuff like that yeah. like we and then we'd suddenly be in a different country in right. a different place where were you mainly um acro- i was across europe but never in a place for more than three years that's what I mean. why were you moving around so much well there were communes in different places and part of their mission was to evangelize the world right with their oh, okay. belief system as many of them do which where is were they why biggest? uh well they started in the u.s yeah um, but then they had really big places in Japan, in oh, really? different parts of Europe, you know. So there were, yeah, there were Thailand, there were places. And then Africa, like it started to spread. I mean, there were over 10,000 people. 
kind of global. And when did was it when you were in your teenage years start you started to stink? Oh, we used to on? like um you know have contraband music that we'd kind of <laughs> listen to. So like when Whitney Houston first came out. But how would you how like, would you get that? Yeah. Well, so by then, some people would have left, or we had our ways. Uh, okay. Come on, we had our ways. <laughs> the black market. The <laughs> yeah, there was a little uh, black cassettes. market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was such tame music now that I look back like, on yeah, it. Yeah. But it was just like listening on headphones and like passing out, here's an earphone, you know, to listen to contraband music. Right, so you weren't questioning everything, but you were just experiencing other things. Which is just like normal teenagers. Yeah, you end up going, up, yeah, yeah, what else is out there? What's cool? And, you know, sometimes the bad kid would be the cool kid. And sometimes they'd be the one that would be kicked out and punished. And are they still going now? Oh. I mean, in, in, outside of a few so, people. So not, it's very much different than it used to be. Yeah. But yeah, there's like my parents' generation who are still like, that's the, they don't have a retirement plan. Like yeah. that's the only life they ever knew. But it's more, it's more kind of, the, obviously the founder died. The son of the founder oh, killed someone and took his own life. Oh, right. Yeah. His, the woman is now leading it, oh. but, hey, that's because, yeah, yes. but, but that's because, and her, her sidekick husband, man. Um, yeah. So they're still, yeah, there's, there's still a cohort. And where were they based in the States? No, they're all like in high, they're no, all I mean secret. the man and the woman. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> oh, okay. They've always been like off grid. Oh, right. So you can't ever find the people. And how are they earning their money if not through donations? Through donations. Selling through jam or something. Through well, through us all hustling wherever we were and then them taking a tithe or a percentage uh, of everything okay. everyone made globally. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So what are they out doing? It's not, it'd be selling... Yeah, tapes. so they had their own products, so their own, like, right. at the time it was, like, videos and, like, you know, mm. you know, things to help you. And then it was donations because many people were doing projects to help the poor or do things, yeah. which was the beautiful cover for maybe what was going on underneath. I listened to a program that a Mormon, a guy that left a Mormon young guy, and he said it's, it's horrendous, it's not as nicey nice as you think it is and um i don't think it's nice no but i mean do you know the image of like them not being that bad and he goes no there's abuse serious abuse going yeah. on this thing and, and it's like messed him up and um uh he he was saying that, that that like when he goes to knock on doors you'd think it would be this thing of have you believe in god and all that and they said but no they know people don't think to that so he'll open the door and he'll go like uh, um uh, God, Bob, and they go no, 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 and he go, and then he'll just start and say, um, "But don't you want to know what we think about dinosaurs and aliens and things like that?" And they go, oh, <laughs> and he go, "I thought you jammy sods like that would get me." Oh, Let me shit. Yeah. yeah, this bit of the Bible is about dinosaurs. And he just <laughs> that would be quite cool. Devil. Yeah, he but one footsteps in. And that's it's probably it. there are parts in the early in this early Bible uh, in the <laughs> Old Testament. Yeah. Um, there is things about you know monsters and mm. dragons and stuff like that. They could probably blag that. Well, they've all had to change their stories. The, the evidence is too embarrassing now. They have it's to a do. little bit with things like car, but you just all they have to do is just say, "Oh, the devil put it there to trick you." And yeah, it's a test. Oh, yeah. or, or all the times that the world was going to end and then it didn't was yeah. like God has given mercy and has spared you this one time. Thank him, and it was like this whole narrative for why that prediction was wrong. Yeah. It's the same with Trump, isn't it? That he, I think that stopped now, but it. It went on for the best part of a year of like, he's actually secretly, you know, this was all part of a, him losing the election, was all part of a plot to expose all the traitors. Yeah. And he's going to be, he's going to retake power on this date. And then that date would pass and nothing happened. And then this date would pass and nothing variable happened. occurred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, because it's also now, for some bizarre reason, JFK Jr. is coming back. And so there's people camping outside an airport. I can't remember which one it is. And they've just been there. I mean, obviously the numbers are dwindling and yeah. dwindling as people come to this. And it's becoming more and more extreme. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ones that are left behind, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Because you have to, I suppose part of it is also, 
Otherwise, you have to admit and be like, oops, back to the wrong horse. Yeah, that's a big jump. So then it's easier, isn't it, to just say, no, no, everyone else You also is wrong. start believing your own bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. people are also going, like, they believe that. And then it's the believing it's their like own It's self preservation. Your body's saying, yeah. look, don't jump to nothing. Stay with the, just shut your brain and just stay here where it's a bit safer. Um, so, what, I'm not being funny, but what would you, you weren't like in bathrobes or anything, that sort of thing. No. You weren't, you weren't ringing bells or anything. No. We you weren't going on to rooftops to like wait for the second coming. And could you have a job, even though you're given the money? Could you go and get a job in a shop? So, we didn't, I didn't go to school my oh, whole right. childhood. High five. So, I know, well, now, <laughs> now I've realized that the school system sucks. Yeah, but at the time, great. I was like, education, man. Yeah. You know, so we didn't go to school. Um, people didn't have traditional jobs. So, they were really, it was like, roles within the commune and then certain people would go out for yeah. you know funding or or to sell things or whatever we would like sing and put on shows as kids we'd have to perform and get donations that way so like a whole host of things so sheltered in that sense and then every time like we were basically our generation was raised to be the elite generation that was going to save the world right. and now i'm like oh where are we going with this? Um, but the, but like, think of the pressure, like that kid that's talking about over time, what that trauma, yeah. how, you know, how it impacted him. That just baseline pressure of like, you, this is your path. Like nobody asked us, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like that was not a question that ever happened. Yeah. The assumption was just that this is your direction. This is where you're going. It's very sort of, um, I mean, that sounds like a stupid thing, but it's very regressive in that kind of thing of like, you know, people used to have children so that they would have someone to take over in their smithy or their, you know, in the stables or whatever, and then also look after them when they got old and make sure they got a decent burial. And that was it. And you had no choice and on and on and on for a thousand years and stuff. But this is the, what did you say in the 1970s? 70s, 80s. Yeah. So strange. I mean, the cult thing didn't even really exist. The word, it was just a group of well, everyone. There was a, everything was a group. You were everyone. It was, it was a yeah. time of group and racial and things. Some it was. political. People were trying to break Hippies, out normal society. Free love, all That's that, how yeah. it started. Yeah. Hippies, so it just blurs love. into all that, doesn't it? Yes. Um, so, so talking of love, you sort of, the, the, the sort of thing that got you out was that you fell in love with somebody. Yeah. What age were you? 22. So this is an internet dating oh god where no. did you meet um was he at, part of it at uh, no okay. um at his best mate's work christmas party yeah and then my a friend of mine had done some work in that same company so yeah. we were both like the the plus one right, plus okay, ones yeah, yeah, of yeah. our friends and so we met i mean we met partying i mean like do we want to go into addiction issues and alcohol consumption like for me that was my like survival of kind of but you numbing couldn't out. drink at the time yeah yeah I could. oh you could yeah, yeah we could drink oh, and wow. so so if we think <laughs> There were different phases of the cult. And oh. then when I was 13, the founder died and the woman took over. And then there we were, it became a little bit more liberal. Right, okay. Probably because she couldn't control everything. So yeah. she was like, I will give, God now wants you to go to school if you want to and do this, that, and the other. Oh. None of which I did. So I was kind of, interestingly, trusted as a bit of a leader within the community. So I actually played the game and, you know, okay. was, you know, and when you have trust, then you have freedom because then they're like, that person is very dedicated. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. And so I sort of led a double life. So on the one hand, I was like, people listen to me, respect. And the other hand, you know, alcohol, drugs, hedonism, yeah. dating people outside, which you weren't supposed to do. And so, yes, I met my... Do you think what saved you was the fact that he died and it took the edge off a little bit of the extremity, of the extreme nature of the... Sh or not? I mean, it got weirder. Oh, okay. He, it just, there was like, sometimes a, a, there's an illusion of liberty, you know, because it's like, here, have this thing. 
However, believe this more radical, crazy thing, or well, yeah. you'll be kind of cut so off. Just a different type of weirdness. It was different. What did you think growing up in with the leader? Were you thinking he is the leader? Were you thinking oh, I don't know about this fella? Well, he was kind of like I never met him. Oh, I, wow. I, I ended up meeting the 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 woman's kind of new husband, yeah. and you know when I lived oh. in Russia when I was seventeen, another story. Um, but he was sort of in all our, we had comic books right. with his face, almost like we were meant to call him grandpa, like he was our yeah. grandpa, but we'd never met him. So he was like this character in our lives mm. from birth, right? Um, but, you know, I didn't realize, I've only recently found out through reading some books that he got actually kicked out of the church for sexual misconduct. There we go. And this I'm is, like, yeah. <laughs> am I allowed to swear because yeah, I keep yeah, doing exactly. it? I was like, how, what? Because I just kind of thought at the beginning, he, you know, he was sort of radical, a little bit edgy. And, and yeah, we should get out of the churches that are just buildings made of money and go do things if that's what your belief system is. So that was that little nugget of truth. It's sort of, it's, it's, it's almost disappointing how obvious it is that the guy running the cult was also a sexual demon but and then, got kicked out. It's always the way, isn't it? If you think about being at the time, we're looking back to when we, yeah. you, we know about all this stuff now. You know, you, we're a bit more worldly. But yeah. you go back, you go, well, you didn't know it was a thing. Like, cults weren't... Now we can look well, also, back. You can't, you can't just Google yeah, someone and yeah. dox them and find out everything there is to know about them. When he died, was there any sadness for you? Um, was he too distant? Yeah, it was confusing. It's confusing. Like, like the whole commune was in some kind of mourning and was like uh -huh. this whole, like, um, you know, letters came out just to itemize what was going to happen next. And so there was this real kind of shift. And it was the first time that my parents and us five siblings ended up living on our own in our entire lives. And so what, imagine what that does to a relationship and the family unit, which has never been a family unit. It's been like, it's everyone's in the yeah. same family, right? So that was a huge transition for us. And I hadn't really, you know, if you're raised to like numb your feelings and not feel anything and just go into group think, you're just trying to survive and go, I need to feel what other people are feeling or right, say what yeah. other, you know? So I don't think I had a, it was later. And when I left that the real trauma came in and also the anger and the like, you know, yeah. how was I so stupid? But of course that was our, that was, we were born and raised into it. So it wasn't even like our parents joined it <clears throat> yeah. and made a choice. So there was a lot to mentally How, how old were you when you sort of did leave? Well, so I was probably 18 when I traveled a lot and was, oh. but I was still part, like I was yeah, still yeah. involved and it was 22, pregnant, moved to London, pregnant with my son, who's now 18. Um, and that was when it was completely, I made the choice to try with my boyfriend. He was like, come to London, let's see if it works. Um, but then like people don't understand, they think the trauma is when you're in it, mm. but the trauma actually the experience of that actually comes afterwards when you actually have space to feel, yeah. right? So now I've got this kid, I don't have any education. I'm with a guy who's a good guy, but like I'm at home with a baby, he goes off to work. I've always grown up with people and I'm now just in a flat. Yeah. With this kid thinking, what the fuck am I going to do with my, like, what does life even mean? What do I believe in? What's the point did of the, everything? Did the um, alcoholism kick in while you were in the cult? That, or was um, that when you were in the void or when you left? Um, all of the above. So probably when I was 17, 18, 19. So there was that double life bit where it was kind of kicking in. Um, at least I didn't real, I didn't notice it as alcoholism other than drinking to forget or yeah. hanging out with people who partied or whatever it might be almost like when you're that sheltered alcohol then just gives you this kind of freedom or the feeling of freedom 
But it was when I had a kid and then I had my daughter as well and my alcohol addiction just ended up getting worse and worse. Do you think, because I say 10% of people are chemically addicted to an alcohol, it's just hopefully, was it a chemical addiction or was it like a, just a, an emotional thing that you got used to? Like I think, if you, we won this bit, if you have a drink, you just go mental, we'll find you in Soho on your neck. Like, is it that extreme? Um, well, they say it's a progressive illness and I do believe that because I did experiment once and it didn't, it wasn't like one day in Soho, but it was two weeks and then it got to some kind of carnage. What's interesting is I didn't grow up with my biological father and I realize now there's, it is a genetic component. So I now, I I know it through his line of the family, but I think it's a genetic component that needs to be activated by trauma. Right. So I I was I was was, I dated a girl once and I could tell you any one thing about her life and it would seem like an end of life thing. And I could tell you 10 things in her life. And she, she was her, her, uh, I can't even go through, but anyway, her mum, her real mum, she was fostered, um, um, was an alcoholic and she had to go into one of these homes where they weren't allowed out after seven, they had to be back and all that. Her mum got kicked out because she was sneaking in mouthwash with alcohol in it. Oh. And just down here. And these, she knew somebody who was drink, drinking paint thinner, yeah, which would just strip your insides. But the addiction, that's like full on addiction. Yeah. When you're trying to get mouthwash, alcohol out of mouthwash. Just a, anything. That, yeah. And she got fostered to a, a woman and she was an alcoholic as well. Oh, <laughs> you know, did so. she become an alcoholic though? No, she just one of them people that she was the way she was. And I caught the stuff before that, that led her to there. It's yeah. like, yeah. that goes on in the world. Anyway, um, so back to you. Um, so you, you're 18, you're not, you come to London. Which part of London? Uh, South London, Clapham. Is that where you still are? I'm now in Forest Hill, so oh, I'm now okay. southeast. Um, now, that's not the fellow you're with now. No. Did you get married to the guy? Yes. How long did that last? 13 years. Oh, okay. What did he do? What job was he in? He was in property. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's a long time. Um, it is, it, but, but bearing in mind, I had two kids. I had no education. I didn't know really know are. what a real relationship was or like what to expect yeah. or how do you make this, you know, a lot of it was like f- trying to figure out where was I supposed to be? What was I supposed to do? So I think, you know, that it, it, ex- it was complicated. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Um, and you had the one kid by him. Both kids by him. Oh, two kids. Yeah, so oh, so you haven't kids. had any more since then? No, no. Okay. What are they, what are the, what's their story? Are they um, My students? Kids. So they're 18 and 16, just yeah. finished A-levels and GCSEs. It's been a stressful couple of months. Um, and there it's, I mean, like if I tell you some stories about the danger I put them in, yeah. as well as myself when they were young, yeah. right? And then when I got sober, just had to, rather than get mired in the overwhelm of guilt, I had to say, say to myself, like, the, the best parent I can be is just to repair and be a good parent now. Like you have to look forward. I mean, my son is an A-star student. He like reads books on consciousness and we discuss generational trauma. Like he's really interested in it and we we talk a lot about that. And my daughter's probably still figuring out a few things about her direction. And they know your story and all that? Probably in an age appropriate way. Like yeah. my son has asked more questions. So I've talked to him a bit more yeah. about it. What I don't harp on is like the name of it, because if you Google it, it's oh, just okay, horrific. Right. Yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. that okay. you see. Um, cause also my mom is in their life and, you know, but they do know okay. that I didn't go to school as a kid and, you know, that it was a cult, but they don't go, we don't get into the type of abuse or all of that. Are your, are your parents still around? But yeah. So my, my, all my parents are still. And are they still in it? So they're, um, not in it. Right. 
but that's complicated as well. Like yeah. I think my mom's still affiliated in some right. way. She's and then it's she in now the has yeah, and she goes to church and she still has that kind of faith piece oh, as okay. part of her and life. Where are they? What? So they're not together anymore. My mom's actually in the UK, and my stepdad is in the US, and my biological father's in Australia. And are you close? Are you not close? Are you? Hmm. Um, Friends, do you talk once a year? Like, what's the? Well, my no, my my mom's in our life, but close is probably not the word I would use. Just because once you're a parent and you see how much you want to protect your kids, it's really hard for me to fathom how much they didn't see or didn't choose to see. Um, I do have. Like I, I interviewed my mom um, oh. recently just about her story and her view of it. And some of the things that I said, like her perspective was just very different. Right. But it ended up giving me some empathy because I was like, oh, like they're victims too. Like even though they joined it, they were still victims of the belief system and like the persuasion tactics, yeah. you know? So, you know, it, I, I wouldn't say close, but I would say um, civil. So you've gone uh, through a sort of journey of sort of finding yourself and the years of sort of building yourself up. And obviously there's going to be echoes of that thing just grasping onto you that sort of only time gets rid of. As we said, and I'm jumping forward, we'll go back. Is there any things now that are sort of still that sort of? Yeah. Um, Well, I have PTSD. So how does that present itself? um, It shows up physically. So every once in a while, you know, I have shortness of breath. I get really sensitive to sound. I have to live quite a healthy life in order for that not to happen. But ironically, it gets triggered in relationships. And when I perceive things as controlling, even if they're not, like I'm so like hypervigilant and aware of like, was that a controlling thing? Like, yeah. wah, you know, and so my body sometimes reacts in, in that sort of way. And is it just to negative things or is it, is it to any extreme do you sort of kick off? Like, do you latch on to things like a flush of love or happiness? or Are you one of those all in or nothing sort of things or not? No? No. I mean, I'm, I'm probably more prone to pushing away and right. being like, oh, it's not worth it. Let me focus on work, which is very good for my success story. Um, but less good for retaining relationships yeah. and intimacy and that sort of thing. So if things start going, you you see things more extreme than they are in a negative way. You sort of emergency goes off rather than there's any sort of gradient of problem. It's just emergency. But, inter- but it's a physical response right, rather yeah. than like yeah, some yeah, people yeah. catastrophize and they go, everything's going to end, right? For me, my body is doing that, even though I've taught my brain to be more balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a thing, because I've had a bit of a weird life. So, and, but I, 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 because the life kept going up and down and side, so I'd meet all these weird people. And it was fascinating to realize that people get locked into a type of life, whether it's sports, this, CEO, things like that. But because of accidentally, nothing in talent, I was just bouncing around all over the place. You would find something over there that made more sense over there. And one of the things I found, and I told this to somebody who had anxiety, just something simple with them, um, there's a saying in boxing. Why you always see them moving is because the, the, the boxing uh, um, movement relieves tension. It just does because when you mm-hmm. get anxiety and panic and all that, the flight and flight and all these things that That's we true. know, you have to override it. And the way you override it is like like just go sprint. It's true because you need to do something. You can't sit there and do nothing. You've got it, but you need to do something extreme. There's no point saying we'll go for a walk and get some fresh air. If you said, "Right, I'm going to have an anxiety attack," right. I need to sprint somewhere or I need to thump that bag. I need something to override, not just the worst thing is to sit there. And I told him, I said this to this guy, because he said, it would just be nowhere. I said, well, that's something deep inside you. You could be in a shop and something will kick up. You don't, it might need no. to be a smell. You don't know that you're smelling. Yeah. And he said, I started doing it. I said, stop, completely stop. He said, I just started yeah. running. And he said, what? And it just it goes. And he said, now it's gone away. He said, that's because you know you've got to get out. 
yeah. where you're not constantly in the back of your mind thinking, oh, was panic. that a, oh, was that a panic? Yeah. Oh, was that a panic? If you know there's something there, that sort of relieves the panic even happening. And it's, yeah, so I was Googling some stuff about it and I thought, they don't even, that, that's why they see boxing uh, movement relieves tension. That's why they're always walking around. You literally have to keep moving. Do not stop. Um, and I'm surprised it's not more well taught. I know it's like if you're, middle-aged and you're in Tesco's, you're not going to say, well, you've got to go for a run. We've got to, but you go, well, that will, if it does, you've got to just drop stuff and get out. That will, And knowing that it's there stops the thing happening in the first place. But people don't really teach things like that, which is mental. Like, yeah, it's not pretty. You've got to just go, I've got to go and run, or I've got to go and thump something. Give me an arm wrestle or whatever right now. But it's not nice. It's not. You can well, also be preventative with it. So yeah, like exactly. the type of exercise I like is like hit high intensity yeah. for that very reason. Yeah. Like it shakes out, yeah. but there are, there's more research now. I mean, I think it's, I'm in the mental health space and isn't it hilarious that there's mental health people over here and physical health people over yeah. there as if they don't both yeah. connect together. You know, I was yeah. saying that's some, the key to a thing. doctor the other day. And I was trying to explain to him why the doctor's <clears> wrong, which you go, well, who are you? And they're a doctor. You go, this thing of a doctor, you understand they're generalists. They're not specialists. They're, they're barely even qualified as a nutritionist. I think they have to do less than two weeks. A dietitian is four years. So there's a difference. So you go, well, they don't know. They're, I'm not having a go. I'm just saying what I said. So when I had to go to doctors years ago, <laughs> I went in there, doctor, huge woman, like huge. <laughs> and I thought, right, you, you don't, what, what's the problem? I don't want to get into it, but you go, well, you'll know. You, you're you're a person. That's all you are, and you're a doctor. That's yeah. it. But this thing of a doctor, I've been to them going. I know you're wrong. You're you're not telling. You know yourself better than anyone yeah, else. Yeah, but will. I know what specifically why they're saying what they're saying, and I know you're wrong, and they're still trying to force you to go another way. And so I was saying to this person, don't they, don't listen to that. What they're telling you is wrong. They just don't know. They're generalists. They can tell you a little bit about everything. Um, but also they've got to get through the numbers. They've got to, yeah. Know, and I feel sorry for. I've got twenty people to get through. Yeah. I know people in there. <clears> I feel sorry for them. Anyone that's got a, f a public facing job where you've got to be professional, I feel sorry for you because mm. people don't care. And because your public facing jobs always mean you've got a bigger company above you or the government above you, like airline pilots or whatever. You've got that government there, the company telling you there, you've got people here, and there's you in the middle that has to take all the crap on board. So I feel, I constantly feel sorry for them. But yeah, you, you have to find your own. Th Nobody's going to help yeah. you. Nobody knows you. So you have to, it's boring and it's long and it's, We've, we still keep people on pedestals, doctors and things like therapists. that. Therapists. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not the only one. People in my generation would go to a therapist because we're struggling and they will literally treat you like a fascination case study person. Ooh, tell yeah. me about this and they'll take you there. I'm a therapist now, so I'm, I'm like, hmm, you're not supposed to do that. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, so then you just feel like you're like this special person that they want to dissect rather than, I'm having real things right here that I need help with. Please help me. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go, fuck therapy. I'm not going to do it. You know, and it takes years and years before you get the right person and the right help. Um, do you see a therapist now? Not at the moment, but I have done loads. Okay. And did it help? Yes, once I found the right one. About, yeah, I was going to say the personality. And yeah. Like, yeah, and then I kept her like right through my divorce, like when my kids were young, like, and we'd just be off and on. So like every couple of months, you know, we'd take a break and then go, hey, this big cha life change is happening. You know, I need a person. What was um, good about her? Was it just a personality thing? Or 
personality. Not, yeah, she's not patronizing. She had the perfect balance between the listening piece, but also let's figure out some practical solutions. Because some of them, they're just like, tell me your oh, problems. Wow, yeah. And then you just do it. And it's great. Offloading can be great. But you want someone to kind of troubleshoot it with you. Mm. So she was great at that. Like, have you thought about this side of things? Or what could be the impact there? Like provocative questions to help you think about it yeah. different. And talking the, the fitness thing, like you said, there's sort of therapy and this and that, and then there's fitness there. It winds tell me people, up. Fitness takes care of a lot of things. It really does. And nutrition. Like people oh, think that God. that bit doesn't. Mean, the, the, the idea, basics of, your gut is your second brain. Sleep, nutrition, yeah. Yeah. movement. But just it's like we're living in the dark age. I was talking to somebody um, a couple of weeks ago, just an old lady bent over, hunched over in her 90s. And I said, she's like that. Do you remember doctors used to say, do not exercise because it puts a strain on your heart. And they'd say, used to say, you could have a cigarette as well. Yeah. That'd yeah. be fine. Literally <laughs> Guinness for strength. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anemia, yeah, take your Guinness. Um, but that's... You know, they were doctors. People just and were, so. Well, what do we not know now? Yeah. And there is there's great research now into psychedelics and to yeah. a whole bunch of mind altering stuff that can support mental health and physical yeah. health. And if you want to know about psychedelics, honestly, you should listen to like Mike Tyson talk about psychedelics. He said he did one trip, everything, the whole world changed. Everything he was, everything, ev one trip, everything changed. He then looked at himself as like he said. I still like people looking at me. I mean, what the fuck? Like, just that. Just people, yeah. let alone, he said, I don't know who that person was. Just from that one trip, told him all the answers. Um, what do you think CBD or now? You can go and buy that in your chemist, but, you know, that has been such a smear against sort of cannabis and DMC yeah. and all of that for but so the, long. But the psychedelics, the psychoactive, you need, you, <clears> it's <throat> the trip that you go on, <clears throat> which is, it's getting close to spirituality, which, okay, the world isn't ready for that now. So, But it's, yeah, they're getting close with LSD, they, mm -hmm. that's as, but they're not ready for psychedelics yet because it's too close. But There's LSD lots of research therapy. being done. It's just mm -hmm. going to take a while before it's, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, legal. it's also, I, I sort of, <laughs> it's not funny, but I sort of feel like you kind of almost need a certain generation of old farts just to die and then you can yeah. kind of move, you know, look, you know, what happened in America obviously recently. Although there is an old fart who discovered LSD that's who I mean, is yeah. the one that's yeah. kept pushing yeah. and pushing not all, to come back. Not all old farts, yes. but you know, like, yeah, yeah, like old like, farts who have, to, the ones who make the, you know, the laws and stuff like that because yeah. of something yes. I read in the 90s. It's a bit like a lot of things, you know, it's like grammar or you can't begin a sentence with a conjunction. Why can't you? No. Because somebody wrote that in a textbook 50 years ago and then that became the accepted and thing. What's a conjunction? So, like an and or a but or a however. Oh, I still yeah. think that. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. Uh, it depends. I think it, it depends on the sentence. Right, you, okay. you absolutely, depends uh, on what you're trying to create. Yeah, as well. exactly. Because there's also sometimes you, by having a, breaking up a sentence and having it begin with a conjunction, you give it a kind of stac staccato. If you, kind were to, of if you were to explain to somebody what conjunction means, what would it say in the dictionary? So it'd be like a linking, a word that links. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, because. To start a sentence with the word but, I've never. But you could do that for effect. So, so quite often for comedy, you might do it for effect. Right. Yeah. Okay. So right, it'd be so like, yeah. oh, um, there's the joke about Anakin Skywalker, who's the the yeah. little boy who becomes Darth Vader, and the joke is, um, uh, Anakin, you know, because it's a quote from the film. He says, "I won't be a problem." And then it cuts to a picture of Morgan Freeman, and yeah. it's like, but as it would turn out, Anakin was a oh. problem. And so the joke is because it's the full stop. But right. Yeah. As it turned out, so they have the thing about Darth Vader when he was a kid. Yeah, that's one of the Star Wars. Oh, what does he look like? He looks like a little boy. That's kind of the whole point. Is <laughs> right, the idea what you're going to explain? He looks like yeah, do you know what I mean? What did Hitler look like as a baby? <laughs> well, he had the tash and everything. He came out. He's in a suit. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cross of Hitler without the tash. Um, I don't know if there's one because he did copy Chaplin. That's where he got it from. Uh, possibly, I think it was just the fashion. But there's there's 
famously well. from World War One, in inverted commas. <laughs> there's um, uh, yeah, fashion maybe isn't the, that was the trend we yeah. might say. But there's a picture of him with a big bushy moustache, and oh, then he right. just shaved it off. I can't remember what the reason was. Right. Well, they say history is just us in funny clothes. Just yeah, like, and people look back yeah. at us wearing. We all think we are. You know, well, where's your massage? <laughs> well, it's, it's, well, it's attached to the beard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, um, um, oh, God, we're going to Hitler. And, wait, hang on, wait, wait. So, the, 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 you met somebody. Yeah. Uh, you left the cult. You come out. You're a bit of a void. You don't know what to do. <laughs> what are the first things you, because I, again, I didn't learn to read till I was nearly 30. And I didn't have TVs when it, so I was like that. I didn't know who was who. I didn't know who you're supposed to respect and what politicians were. What were the first things you learned? Because my first well, thing was proactively, I had to copy the dictionary to learn to read. So what were the first well, things so you Well, so interestingly, to? we learned to read from a very young age in the communes because that's how they would serve yeah, us our propaganda. Yeah. Right. So reading, I was good at. And then I would have, I ended up like, having a contraband library card. I used to sneak books. Contraband? Yeah. yeah. Isn't, that, <laughs> yeah. isn't that like there's something there. wonderful like, there's about that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that I would read, like I would read voraciously. So when you're talking God, about... sorry, that was great. <laughs> yeah, contraband. <laughs> library card. Right, I know everything. I know everything. <laughs> but that is, that's very, um, that's very Orwellian, isn't it? Because, you know, they will have to have... And I would books. get books about like gay people's stories or like people like just fiction like people's story like and i'd read stephen king and it would be like blew my right, mind yeah. tommy knockers holy shit man <laughs> well, but <laughs> it's like one of the worst films in the world but okay but no but it's not the movie <laughs> no i know yeah, yeah but it's just like that any of this <laughs> was possible <laughs> when blockbusters was like this is stayed with me that's a kindness when i went to hire i didn't it's one that was in blockbuster and i didn't know what to get and i thought oh it's stephen king i think he's good and the guys the guy that was doing the dvds he said are you sure you want to hide this? Because it's really rubbish. That happened to you. And I got it. I thought, oh, he was right. God bless him. That happened to a friend of mine who um, works <laughs> Don't for... do the movies. Yeah, he works for Sky Movies. And so I think he was on holiday when he was meant to have seen uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, the M. Night Show. Oh, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And he said he went up to... So he was like, oh, I should probably see this because I'm going home, you know, in a couple of days. So I'm sure it'll be in the charts. So I'll have to talk about it. And he went up to the desk and he said, can I have one to see uh, Avatar, The Last Airbend? And he said, the, ma- the, the, the young lad behind the desk went, why? That's a person selling you the ticket. And then they said, all right, you've got 15 minutes. And after that, I can't give you a refund. Right, yeah. <laughs> just think, God, you get 15 minutes. I don't know why it got That's such right. a bad rap. It's just a film. What's the big deal? I don't know. I think because he was sort of bigged up. It's the yeah. classic thing of he's bigged yeah, up and two. then you get piled yeah. on. Um, so what so, did, what were the, sorry, we're going to come back. What films, did you watch any films before the uh, age of 16 or 17? Yeah, but like the Ten Commandments, okay, Charlton right. Heston, Jesus of Nazareth. Did you go to the cinema? No. Uh, when was your first cinema experience? I think I was 15. What did you see? Can you remember? Um, uh, yeah, it was awful. It was like the movie about Beethoven. As in, it wasn't awful, but it was like right, about okay. Beethoven. Okay. It wasn't like it was a, pretty bl- safe. a blockbuster. Right, yeah, okay. it was, but that was my first experience of a cinema. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so what were you talking but about? I wasn't stupid like I could read yeah, yeah, I could I like I could read we did basic stuff like to you know you know I've never taken a science lesson in my life though I've never taken you know um, so what it, what were the first things I learned well I had a bloody kid to look after and I and I was I didn't know what to do with my life you know what I mean so the quick version is um, I ended up training to be a counselor so I did like one day a week I ended up becoming a youth worker that was like my first job I then, you know, I lied about GCSEs. I've never done GCSEs in my life. That was my nice little entryway. So I knew how to hustle. Let's so just what, why, it, um, it sounds like an odd question because it's a very noble profession, but why, why, why counselling? Is it because you 
because of what you'd experienced, you thought, I want to help others. Not really. Not enough. Like, I think eventually that was the the seed of it. But it was also like, what's the baseline that I have? I have grown up all over the world helping people. So like doing projects, like genuinely, like working in different projects, working in slums, like from right from being a kid. So the only thing I knew how to do was help people, was listen, you know. So I was like, what? career lines up with that and so youth work was one thing you know because I'd worked with teenagers at different youth camps and stuff in the past that was a baseline and then the therapy stuff I didn't know how much it was going to help me to help others eventually it was just like how do I do something what's my kind of easy way were you you were living with the fella the the dad yeah 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 and was he sympathetic to all of this did he know even he did know I remember moving in and his friends had printed about 80 pages of the most sensationalist horror stuff on the children of God. Oh. And it just been like, you know, we think she's going to, you know, try and steal you into oh, the so cult. They were, they were or, warning him yeah, off. Yeah, they were trying to right. be good mates and warn him, right? So bless him. He was like, you know, trying to base it on what we had, not what all the stories were. But it certainly was stuff that, because I wasn't quite clear yet. Like that didn't represent my experience. It wasn't like some big sensationalist thing the whole time. It was like, let's have breakfast at nine, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so he did know to an extent, but it did cause friction, of course. I mean, that's quite sort of that shows, um, that's sounding too condescending, I hope, but that I show real strength of character on his sort of part to just be like, no, no, I'm not, not the book, yeah. the person. Agreed. That's what I'm going to base my decision on. And he went through quite a bit with me then descending into alcohol addiction and him standing by me and in How, his own way trying hmm. to do his part, you know. How old was the, the kid when you, the booze started kicking properly? Um, Baby, was it? Yeah, so probably, so it was at its worst when I had two. So he would have been four or five and she was two. Oh, okay. So that's when, you know, I tell the story on stages now where I, you know, he was, I went to Ikea. This is now sounding like a boring story, but you know, they've got those little Swedish wines. I tried to be sober for a couple months and then I went to Ikea, bought a shitload of stuff I didn't need. I just had him with me and started drinking these little Swedish wines, getting round to my car eventually with a whole pile of stuff. And now I was like so hammered because I just kept going round and round and round. And I get to my car and I pick up the phone tears streaming down my cheeks as I pick up somebody, I call somebody from AA, right? And I go, I'm about to drive and I've been drinking and I've got my son with me. And she was like, I'm coming to get you. And I just, as she was saying that, I then felt shame and I felt bad. So I'm like crying and I went, no, don't worry, I'm going to be fine. And the next thing I remember, I'm in a head-on collision with another vehicle having driven in blackout with my son in the back. Just a little flavor of some of the rock bottom moments. I thought uh, it could be like an Outer Limits. It was the woman that came to save you <laughs> that you crashed into. Like a weird twist. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Um, That's a good baseline. And when you were joking, looking back on the time now, was there anything in your head? Was it an, an immediate feeling? Was it an anxiety? Why did you grab the booze? Was it just a general numbing? I think booze, whenever, even though I'd only had little access to booze in different places, so I, could, I didn't necessarily go down right, this, this yeah. you know, and I wasn't realizing how traumatized I was. The cycle is, and it's very interesting that people go, what comes first, depression or alcoholism, right? Because you go, well, I'm drinking because I'm depressed and I'm drinking because of this trauma. And I was very good at hanging around the right people, telling them the right stories so they would go, oh my God, of course. And of course, if I was raised like that, I would do that too. Um, And at first it gives you this sense of like, ah, 
right? And over time, it just doesn't work anymore. So you keep having more and more and more. And then you're, you wake up with the shame of what, you know, I'd wake up with ripped clothes. I once lost my car. I don't think my ex-husband knows this anymore. But I was just like, I woke up and I was like, where the fuck is my car? And I'd left my son in, my, in the house and I'd gone to the pub in the car, had a couple of drinks and walked back, but left my car somewhere. I would wake up and look at the hood of my car to see if I killed anyone. Oh, Jesus Christ. That I would literally, that I'd be like, I'm just going to go outside. And in case there's any lawyers listening, you'd, that never happened. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. never like, you know, a smear. You never said no, you no, found no, no. a den. <laughs> Nobody died. Oh, which God. is lucky because yeah, I do, yeah. whenever I hear these newspaper articles, <clears throat> these stories of like someone careens into a family on a sidewalk, like I break out into a sweat because I'm like, I just don't know if anything, you know, I was lucky in that sense. There's a guy in America a couple of weeks ago. He um, left his kid in the car in the heat and the child died, oh, the baby. And um, he's going through the court case and he's just killed himself. Like terrible, you think? Because he's like he wasn't because well, like he was drunk or something. I don't or? know if he was drunk. It was just it was like, not intentional. No, but then he killed himself. Which you, How do you live with that? Because you yeah. can't rationalise that. What? Anyway, um, so but I change things. Life yeah, changed. How long better. did the alcoholism around for? So I think I was um, uh, 28. So my again, my oh, son was years. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. what was the turning points? So that car crash was one. Yeah. There were probably a couple more where, and well, there, there's this one kind of scene in my memory that I always remember, which is I woke up super early. Kids were, kids were asleep. It must have been 5 a.m. And there was, I was just woke up, not with just like a feeling of dread or where's my car like before, but like, I cannot do this anymore. Okay, like I was just like done. Yeah. I either have to take my life or I have to do something different. And so for some reason, this other thought dropped in my mind in the same hour. And it said, what if you postpone taking your life for one for year? year yeah. yeah, that one. So just like, just, and I don't know, like I tell people that's not advice. <laughs> um, but I just said, wait, wait for a year. And for some reason in that year, you know, you talked about movement and it's not a one size fits all. Yeah. I just ended up experimenting in a haphazard, non-perfect way with all the well-being tools and all the stuff that people said would help, got sober, got the community of people to support me, um, tried meditating, you know, just all these different things. <clears throat> and that whole year kind of came and went and life wasn't, of course it wasn't perfect. And I hadn't built up a career or anything, but I didn't feel suicidal anymore. And I learned a few principles and I wasn't depressed anymore, which is interesting. People are like, depression's a chemical imbalance. It isn't always, it's your environment. It's like, are you fulfilled? Who's around you? What are you, are you moving? What kind of lifestyle are you living? Yeah. Did the, um, was the marriage, the end of the marriage, was that part of the? So that I was, had been sober yeah. for a while before we. But was it part of that the... year of change? No. Oh, okay. Was it before or after? When I got married? When you divorced. Oh, no. I got divorced only five years ago. So, oh, okay. So we stayed together while I was sober for a little while. Oh, and I'm fascinated by divorces. <laughs> yeah, there's so much fun. No, because my thing is when I'm around people, I mm. always like them more. If they're divorced? No, I, I just like people. The more I'm around you, the more I know about you, the more I like you. And I don't, I think when does it Yeah, become... but 20 for 24 7. The what? All the time. Yeah. yeah it's probably not that but you think surely the, if you're around somebody why does it go but unless they do something it's like it's 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 you know yeah. you can fall out no, with friends you can yeah fall but it's out not with... even falling out it's <clears throat> the classic growing apart like what kind of lifestyle do you yeah, what, what expect... do i see the next 10 20 years of my life to look like and our vision of that was very yeah, but i understand different. that for five ten years but over the 10 years you go surely now that's part of you like what then happens well you're i'm not gonna ask specifically but did anything specific happen or not 
nothing. No, no, no. Oh, no nobody apart. like cheated okay, right, or no, there okay. was nothing dramatic or anything like that. Um, oh, I was listening to this marriage podcast though that said you should not. Nobody should get ever get married before the age of thirty. Was the advice? From yeah, that's us, me. From an that's I've been saying. Right, I've been saying that since day dot, and now people are catching up. They're you're just not like your brain isn't. Yes. You're not going to make a good decision. It's mental. I even say career. You're not allowed to do anything until you're 25. You're not allowed to make. You don't know anything about yourself. But what? You should just sit there like an idiot. Travel. Get part time jobs. Don't get on any ladder that you're not going to be able to get yeah. because the second the job starts, that's when the mortgage kicks in. That's when the baby kicks in there. And now you're 25 and you're up a bloody ladder that you can't come <laughs> Bitter, down. Bitter are we? So what? <laughs> Bitter are we? No, I just think the world's <laughs> mental. Don't do it. It is. Going to uni at 18. You don't know anything. Oh, it's a uni at That's the only time yeah. you should go to the uni if you're like if you're going to do a science or medical or something like that. Agreed. You no, you're not. A ch- you're a child. Yeah, I mean, I did a degree in media studies, so I can't really, yeah. you know. And marriage? No, you're not allowed to get watching married. TV. Here's the thing. I've said this on the podcast before. I've said, well, why, why not? Why do you need to? That's the, why do you need to get married? Society's pressure well, of going in a particular other than direction. That's what you do, well, which, which is hilarious, given that I grew up in a cult and then was like, the world is yeah. a wonderfully free place. And then I realized it's exactly what you described. Yeah, go this yes, way, this I way, this way, this way. You're not. We can't trust you. So we're going to have to, and I don't like to go to sort of fascism because that's where things tend to bend. I think I'm not fascist. No, we just need to celebrate going this way. Do everything. Yeah. It's like, they said, imagine if you could go to uni for free at 25. Imagine how different your world would be. Uh, In marriage again, if you say, look, there's no need to get married. You can have relationships all that, but we don't allow marriages before 25 years old. It was like, it would solve so much mental health. You would be doing more. You would marry the person that you sort of, at least now you know who you are. If I was to explain the situation now with marriage and relationship, you go, you don't know. What, who does but I think it's this? I think it's also you the think ex- you know expectation. Everything at that age. That's the trouble. Yeah. Yeah. From it's about embarrassing. What, at what age did your kids start knowing everything? <laughs> um, 16. 16, but, yeah. Sounds about right. But yeah. my son now has a healthy thirst for knowledge. So yeah. he, the more he knows, the more he knows he doesn't know. Yeah. Okay, so I he's got an awareness. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I just, I do sometimes think you can't trust people. And I'm the biggest liberal in the world. But sometimes you have to lay the law down. You're not... But also, do you have kids? All the language sounds fascist and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm the opposite. You're like one of those countries that's the Democratic Republic of <laughs> the whatever. And it's, and it's always, yeah, it's always like, they might as well just call it the fascist junta. But it's not, though. People... You know how every generation has to make their own mistakes? Mm, yeah. Because as a parent, you can be like, I guide you this way. Don't do this. All the things you're saying. Yeah. And then they're like, but I want to do that. But then you've got media now where they're, they're trying to make kids adults before they know what they are sexualized finance credit Great. cards come and learn about it. here's a credit card where well, you can have a practice credit but join the police at 16 you can do it when you're 14 and practically go yeah. they don't because they it's like the army they get you when you're young when you will kill people before you've got mm. any sort of moral code um but it's just it's so mental and so ubiquitous you think it's so like they the can get you, it's so you can be get, it, get consuming as soon as possible. Yeah, they basically have money. Money. there's yeah. always going to be a, a give us your money at the end of it. What well, I was saying to this thing, um, oh, not, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. The um, they've removed both parents from the house now, yeah, because you would have had the woman, you would have had somebody at home. Mm. Oh, I see. And they just shoved the TV screen in front of your face. Yeah. That, I and you know. go, the problem. So you go, yeah, you know, you go, no, 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 you don't know that capitalism is bringing up your child. And you go, it's so big that you can't stare it in the face. You go, that child's been looking at adverts. It thinks it's older. Yeah. It thinks it's more sexual. Yeah. It, the, the porn, the violence and what. It doesn't know what it wants, but they've got both parents out of the way, giving them a TV screen now, which, mm. which immaturity doesn't usually go up. 
it only gets the ones down, but it's caught social media and the vanity and what has gone up the ladder. So now you don't have the sort of masculinity that's gone. They got rid of that immediately. So now you've got kids that have been brought up. Look at the screen. Have you I watched say- The Social Dilemma on Netflix? No. It, literally, there's this one bit where it says when technology went up, there's like a graph where it goes up. Mental illnesses yeah. in the yeah. young people literally is going up at the same time at an extreme kind of angle. And you just think, is nobody like realizing? Yeah, you realize nobody's got the steering wheel and it's got you. Got, Holy Jesus Christ, where's this go? Well, I mean, to sort of bring it into kind of what you do, I suppose technology is probably contributing to to adults to people in the workplace being made because you can't ever switch off it's a bit like bullying you can't ever <clears throat> excuse me at school you can't ever not be bullied because you want to be on tiktok you want to be on instagram yeah. or whatever and so that's how they get you and so at work you've got to be on you know on your phone you need slack or whatever all these different yeah, yeah. ones so you can be talking and so they can email you during the day but then of course then the emails suddenly become five past six half past six this is what Eight, i was talking to somebody ten. last week i said when did Going home, not end the day. Yeah. Because it used to. Yeah. So when did work become... It's slowly boiled frog, boiled frog. So now midnight. Yeah. And that's... It's all... And outside these global companies that are on like at weird hours because their other side is in the US. Doesn't France have a law that you can't email people or something or recently? Yeah. uh, After a certain time. Yeah. You can't... You're not... I think it's at lunch comes up. At lunch, you have to leave your desk. You're not allowed to stay there. Might be making this up. But But there's also... That's also a cultural thing that quite often um, French people will go. I mean broad sweeping statement but the idea is they have a long lunch yeah the idea being so you can go home and have lunch with your family yeah and then go back i think that's also the case in belgium as well yeah there's little like, um uh, i said somebody last year last time i saw him just little things like you've got to compartmentalize your life don't eat when you're doing your work mm-hmm. don't walk and eat just cut that just if you're walking anywhere and eat that stop I don't eat unless I sit down. Tell yourself that. And it's only small, but you do a lot of those small things and that's how everything changes. Um, so talk about changing your life. So you started to get better. You started to figure things out. I know it's an ongoing process, but then you started to set up yeah. what you're doing now, which is what? Yeah. So um, a mental health consultancy called PVL, uh, which What's is, PVL? Oh. so it was well, my name, Petra Belzebor oh, okay, Limited. Right. Um, oh yeah. How do you say your name? Belzebor. Belzebor. Portuguese or something. Dutch. Oh, oh, that's Dutch. Okay. Yeah, Belzebor. Oh, B O E R. So South yeah. African, no? It's it, they're Afrikaans yeah, that's why I is thought, like similar yeah, to Dutch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's only been going on the last couple of years. Before that, I trained as a therapist. I then got a master's degree, which was hilarious in itself. Um, <laughs> I just remember sitting in this interview going, why would they, what? I lied yeah, about yeah. GCSEs. Yeah. I'm like, how is this going to, because I never did a degree. I just kind of skipped the step yeah. to get a master's. That's quite impressive. I, I mean. <laughs> you say, look, I'm going to cut, read the newspaper <laughs> yeah. articles. Don't waste my time with. <laughs> I was like, I don't have two years, man. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, this yeah. One. <laughs> so, um, so you, you did various therapies. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So then I was a youth worker. I did like, I worked in the charity sector. I worked in well corporate well-being. And then I thought I was so sick of working in places that were advising other people what to do. You must do this. And then they were, they were so toxic on the inside. And I was thinking, I grew up in that. Yeah. I grew up in it. I cannot do it anymore. And so I just tried all the places that I thought could work. And I just had to go, fuck it. I'm going to start my own thing which has been scaling and growing. And of course, the pandemic has made everybody interested in mental health. But really, we try and make it like sustainable. So it's like, what's your strategy? How do we think about this on a whole culture perspective, not just the tick box, the app to speak about technology, like those are being invested in left, right and center. And I'm not against technology, 
but how, I don't know many people who actually track their mental health on an app or or report that it you know remarkably makes their mental health better. So I'm like, if that's all the things we're pushing at in companies, it's not solving the problem. Yeah. So we're all about human connection, psychological safety, a sense of belonging, uh, and the, and and doing it ourselves because that's what's really important to me is that we ask each other about mental health and do what we're telling other people. A, to. a lot can be solved with just people meeting face to face. Yeah. I don't get into spirituality because again, society's not there yet. But a lot can be solved by some people pick up on other people's energy, and that solves a lot of things. And uh, but going back to the app, I know a guy that does the. Weight Watchers. Do you know Weight Watchers has changed its name now? Because it's too much Weight Watchers. It's a bit bit full on for people. Yeah, it's like wellness matters or something now. Oh, is it called Wellness? I thought it was just called WW now. It's Wellness Watchers, probably. Wellness Watchers. They're watching out for anyone who's got wellness (laughs) and hunting them down, you know. (laughs) Whale Watchers. Um, (laughs) But he uses the app. And you go track calories. Yeah, but you know when somebody's trying to do something good, Mm -hmm. and you don't want to talk against it because you go, "I'm not against it." You You do. But he's going, "Well, the apple's one point five, but if I do the steps, it counts my steps, so that means gives me two points." And you're going, "Right, this is not on go. You can't live like this." And that's not specific. It doesn't know your metabolism. That's broad at best. Yeah, and you can't go. And then it's it's like as I said to you, you said you, you, what you've got is you've replaced a sort of parenting figure. You're trusting that thing unto you. That that's broad. One point five what? When you're walking, were you walking upstairs? Were you walking downstairs? There's so much wrong. But in your head, you're going, "Don't criticize it," because it's about control, though. It's yeah. like people are we're all just trying to control different aspects of our lives yeah. in order to be as successful and as Instagrammable. Well, as I possible. know a guy. He's uh, trained out of vanity, nothing else. Just I'm only trained this and I change that because, and it's nearer the weekend. I train harder because I'm going out. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. But, I look great. And he would always have this thing of like, well, I can't eat this because of the thing, and we can't go there because they don't serve. And I said, you keep going about like you think you're in control. You're the least in control person because you're scared of that chocolate. You're scared of the chicken with the thing. You're petrified and you're telling, no, I do the thing. You're, no, you're in constant state of fear because you can't go, I can train and I can have the cheesecake and not panic and go, well, just train. You're, uh, uh, uh. but it creeped in so much that it's all encompassing. I said, you're petrified of everything. Being in his head or that control. It's like obsession. Yeah. So the guy with the app, I said, you can't keep living by that. That's not a lie. You know you. Don't trust that bloody... Th- it's sc- another screen that we stare at. Like, oh, the screen says, that doesn't know anything. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so I'm not a fan of apps and things. I think no. they serve a purpose, but they should be absolutely temporary. Human beings need to meet. Yeah. I was trying to say, when I've... Uh, uh, <clears throat> I get things about people want to do interviews over line. Does happen with somebody who won't even meet? I, yeah. I just don't do it. I don't yeah. care if it's beneficial. I don't do it. I'm not living in that one. I'm going to ride my life out in this bubble that I know. And it's no, no, it's because we're going to have the same question. You don't understand. It's not the same thing. It's not the same. I need to see your eyes, that you're feeling, how you're moving. That is a soft part of an entire conversation. But you explain it to somebody it just does things over line. They don't get it. No, it's fine because well, we're not going to be able to do it otherwise. I don't care. I'm not bothered. Yeah, I'm yeah. just doing things. Yeah. Um. So what? How does what? How, what? If I presented myself to, if Andrew presented himself to, if David presented himself, Hi, he's David. a safer one. Um, <laughs> if he comes to you, I said, right, I've got problems. Yes. I'm stressed. I'm anxiety. Aww, and don't sell David. This. These has, guys are has, stressful, he, aren't you? Yeah. I shouldn't have picked him. He, <laughs> yeah. had, he was broken. He had the heart broken. Now's your chance. Offload. <laughs> he had his heart broken about six months ago. Oh, that's such. 
was it? No, he wrote. He wrote it down. I'm not just a David. David, by the way, is our producer. You know, I care about people. That's painful. So it might be able to leave David. Andrew, he's a bit more cold. I'm a bit more cold. Well, let me stop you first. Yeah. Because first of all, when people say about mental health, they immediately go, "Tell us what's wrong with you." Right. Whereas, if you think about like the mental health continuum, one side is crisis and struggling; yeah. the other side is excelling and thriving. So we want to like get away sometimes from the mental health is what's wrong with you, how are you struggling, and what all the stuff we were talking about before environment, you know, tech, all this stuff. Like, how can we also make each other thrive? And that's, I guess, the premise from where we come from when it comes to mental health at PVL. But if there's a problem. Yeah. I can also help. Okay. But is, is it, <laughs> I feel all right, to be honest. So he comes and he says, um, <laughs> what's he going to decide? I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I thought anything about you. Problem. Yeah. I have to be careful. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously his employer, isn't it? But just say uh, an ambiguous character comes to you. Yes. Um, I've got anxiety. My relationship's a crap. Yeah. I'm feeling down. I don't yeah. want to go on chemicals. I don't know what to do. What's your general questions? What's the first rough stuff? So my assessment is always tell me about your lifestyle. Tell me about your community, your mm. friendships. Like, what do you, how do you live? Because that gives me that kind of holistic okay, view. Right. Of course, in my workplace, in the, in where I'm a CEO, it's more about the culture, manager levels, senior exec levels, HR, like, how are they viewing this topic for the demographic in their business? Yeah. How psychologically safe is it? Like, will people even say, talk about it, right? Which is different from if I'm a therapist or a coach where I might just go a little bit deeper yeah. into things. What um, what are you working on within yourself at the moment? What still hangs on? Relationship. And what part? Well, you're in a relationship. I am in a relationship. So it's not in- to get the relationship. It's like to navigate the masculine and feminine to to navigate like right. com- what's compromise is a that? dirty word to me because i've like grew up in that environment yeah. so i find it really i'm like how can we invest like i need other language right and arguably i sometimes come from more of the masculine like fix it just go kind of perspective and also the relationship with a founder kind of startup founder and a, a person who just wants to have a holiday and live a good life there can be a bit of friction right about like time like how do you spend time and I'm like, my brain will just like assume you're going to be there no matter what. And I'm going to go a thousand miles an hour this way because that's what I want to do. And you've got to factor in both people's yeah. thoughts and feelings. And what do you do for sort of like, what's your hobbies or things you do in your leisure time? Books, films? Um, uh, do you have a leisure time as a CEO? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> um, exercise for sure. And then people. So I like just like small groups so that we can talk about deep topics. Like I find that fun rather than like out partying kind of yeah. vibe. Um, tra- I used to travel quite a bit more. So now it's coming back. But my dream was to get paid to travel. So when people go, we'll pay you this much to do a keynote and put you up in a hotel. And to do what? Get your plane ticket. Do a keynote. So I speak at conferences and oh, events. I meant the martial art. I keep doing. So that that's for me is like winning. Right. Yeah. So I've got a couple of those coming up where I'm like. But what do you mean travel? It. What does that mean? So go to another location yeah. and then make but the most of it. it. I mean, no. So I have to speak at a conference. They're going to pay me to speak at a conference. Oh, okay. And then I'm gonna. They're going to put me up in a. You mean do you work overseas in different locations? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just me sitting on review a plane. The food wasn't very nice. No. <laughs> I didn't know what travel. What does that mean? I just want to walk around. And, um, that would be it, to, to do that thing. If you had enough money to say, right, for two years, 
I'm sodding off with a few quid and I'm just going to work in bars all over the world. That's the, just pay the rent wherever I go and see what happens. That's quite good, isn't it? In fact, that would be it, but part of But that's what my, you should do before you're 25. That's what I was just about to say. That should yeah, be yeah. built into this. There should be, because you're going to get it back long term in terms of mental health and health. I did all that. I grew up in But like, If they so said many... the government say, right, you're 25, you get this amount of money to travel for this amount of the time. The UK is the worst country for education and for the amount of debt. And yeah. I mean, the US is the amount of debt, but the amount of like, go in this direction only. Yeah. It's not ideal. It's Agreed. one of my, the things that will kill me is the stress of the time, the, the stupidity of the time I live in. Yeah. And you can't do it. It's too big. The problem, you just... You, what is your sphere of influence is what you've got to focus on. So what's in... And that for Mr. Anxiety over here, <clears> it would be, what's in your control? Mr. Broken Heart, I'd be like, which bit's in your control and what bit isn't? And what to, amount of time do you need to transition to make that oh, yeah, sphere but the, of influence? The, the, because it, I started too late in life. So it's like, I'd I run for government. I'd rather run for government and i go, right, I'm just war. I'm bringing war. I'm, I'm not playing the rules anymore. I've got nothing to lose. I don't care the way the system is set up and gov. Oh, I've got to be careful what I say. But when I was in, when <laughs> went to the House of Parliament, or whichever one I went to, to speak to one of the MPs, and I'm just looking around the place and going, "This is just what is this? It's just this isn't wow, mate." I'm just thinking, "This shouldn't be here. This is like a joke. Like I'm embarrassed that this is here." And like, I mean, I'm like a dream, like walking through this old place with old people. That the energy's just gone. There's nothing. Yeah. This is uh, like they're up in the clouds, and there's, there's no relevance to this. And you walk out and you go, "Well, that's the world." And this is this weird thing that sits on top. I said before, like um. When uh, I was traveling from East London, Central London, or, or the other way, and you're coming out and you see like the center of London, you see the Barclays Banks and the HSBC, you go, that must be like, they're, they're castles, they're modern day castles. You can't go in them, that's where the power is, that's where the elite are. And you go, well, that's what Rome looked like. Nothing's changed. They just changed the words. We li we live in a, there's the castles and yeah. here we are at the bottom. Who has it's power like, and who doesn't? Who, why? I, I don't know what to do. I don't, I, it's too big to change, but this is embarrassing. So I just thought, right, just my bubble, my little universe, this is yes. the world I'm going to live in. And I'm going to try and force stuff and do things so that maybe further down the line, because people that changed my life, you know, died 50 years before me. So you've just got to be another link. That's what it is. Just be in a, do your thing and leave it behind. <clears throat> your time isn't now. You've just got to do a message that for other people will, then eventually change that. And you can't then have the frustration thinking you can't change this because other, I always think people that solved people that gave us weekends and didn't send, send kids up chimneys. They didn't see the effects of what they were going to do. So that's just you, they you're thankful for the stuff they did for you. Yeah. And now you do something for them. I thought, well, that's and good now enough. arguably the workplace now needs to evolve again. Because, the, you know, factories and then offices and, you know, and now with the pandemic and just mental health and technology, it's like well, business the world itself of work needs to me change. Off because I don't, again, because I didn't start life, I came out cold and I don't know the way things work and how things have been, but that's wrong, that's wrong. And that I don't care about how billionaire, it's all wrong. And I was talking to a business guy that I'm working with now, talking about the business that we're going to set up with the podcasting. I said, why are people only paid just enough? Yeah. Why does a CEO take all the money? Because that's the world you've grown up in. That's what is it? Well, why? Do you, do you take all the money? I was yes. waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you've got to, you take all the risks. So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> I would, take all the money for the record. No, but yeah. you should have a good life because you took the risk. and think. But I said, why not just, what's the market rate? Right, pay them 30% more because then you're going to get all the best people. And 
You're not necessarily going to get all the best. No, people. no, but I mean, you'll get at least a choice of the, yeah. they'll, because people just want the money. Then you give them, because like I said, you have to have the most money, the best working environment, and the best working terms. So I always say, I was just talking and to David. And purpose these days. Is and have them the just working four days wants. a week and tell them for that fifth day, go and work somewhere. Be with other people. Don't just sit here everywhere. I want you to come back here and want to look forward to being here. And there's, a, there's a, the CEO in America was the first one. He said, I don't take more than, I think it's double the next person and it works the way down. He goes, well, there's no need. So, not, and people like, because I just, there's no need for me to take 50 times more than my assistant and the blah, 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 blah. I think, yeah. So I don't know because I won't do any work. I'm only going to be around people I like seeing. That is it. Interviews, people are, that's it. I, I always meet people before I work with them. Because I'm like, I like, I don't, I, I generally I don't read CVs. I just see how do they communicate? Oh, what do they even say? Did they to answer you? emails? Yeah. Did, were they polite? Were they enthusiastic? Did they listen? Do they talk? And if I like them, then I work with them because I just want to work around those sort of people. That's it. I don't know when like, other companies work. And um, I don't know why work has become a struggle word. It really has. You should be doing something you like. And I only go, yeah, but this doesn't. Yeah, I know generally you need people to build walls, and but some people like some building people walls. Like building, yes. And you pay people the right amount. It's like I'm looking at a mirror that's completely shattered society and go, it's all busted up and children, man, they don't know what they're doing. It's, and it's so simple. Everything comes back to childish simplicity. Even politics. I said before, politics is easy. It's how much money have we got? What does it need to be spent on? That's I heard an economist he said it's nothing more than it was. Sexist. Yeah, but you he forgot, said like, a housewife. About power and greed. No, but this is the thing. Yeah. He said no, it's what thing, any right? housewife does. How much money have I got? What do I need to spend the money on? The problem is you have to go through one person. How does it affect him, the prime minister, or whatever? How does all that money has to go filtered through me? But what is it you want? Because that's now the money starts going all like here. And then you've got your party, which then tell you sort of what to do. And then that goes through all these. So you've got this bucket of water with all these spurting things going out. All those, And you go, but how does this, this is a joke. This, how does this become normal? So going back to just the CEO, when people say, oh, you, you must be so knackered when you say, no, I love what I'm doing. I'm not yeah. pissed off. That's the eighties. That was all bullshit. That was just miserable sods taking all the money and being money. That is gone now. So you've got to lead by example. Cause I, I don't even tell people how much I'm work cause they don't believe me. But I said to somebody that I said, basically I'm doing about 120 hours a week, every single week, every Sunday I'm up for 24 hours because there's 24 hours I'm up. Like, I was just saying to David, every Sunday I do, I don't sleep for one day. I'm up the whole time. And you wish me a nutter. You go, no, because I like everywhere I go, where if I'm with the people, I like where I go. It's that thing of a CEO being miserable and money grabbing. You go, it's not the 80s. If you are like that, it's because you're stupid or you're useless. You're just a weak person that's sure just very good at one like thing. That. But thankfully, it has yeah. changed. But that's a weakness. If you've got all that money yeah. and all that freedom financially and you're still stressed, that's a problem with you. You're not firing on all cylinders. That's a, You need help. It's not a success. I don't judge people by, oh, well, he does that one thing. I was. Uh, Talking to somebody, well, actually, and again, it's a few times about Steve Jobs. Oh, he's an amazing person. You go, yeah, he's also a fucking arsehole. He's also a thief, stole from his friends. But he did that thing. Yeah, so did Hitler. He's a great orator. Yeah, what you yeah, got? Yeah. But this thing of, well, he did that one thing. He said, no, I judge people by their weaknesses. What's your, how many weaknesses have you got? Because that's what tells you everything. Same in the country. Don't tell me about the GDP and the stock exchange and ASDAQ or whatever. 
Do they have food banks? Yeah, how many? That's what I judge the company on. How are the weakest members? Because there's no point pointing that out over there because that doesn't affect most people. You judge the company by the, the weaker people. That's how you, I'd flip it all around and go, this is how we're going to judge success of a company now. It's going to be based on how many food banks they have. Oh, America and England. Oh, well, you're useless. So, and just flip the charts around like that. Um, let's get off of that. So, your company. So, um, where are you based? Do you have an office or is it We all don't have per- an office because we're all remote. We're all in different New York, um, oh, Scotland. Okay. We're kind of spread out all over the place, which we quite, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because I do work from my house and I, I, I just miss human connection as well so thankfully it's yeah, coming back i was surprised by listening to you um when i because i'm always analyzing anything before i speak to anyone yeah because everything they do i think you're laughing no. um <laughs> he often laughs at me so did i, um, I was like uh-oh what's he even no, listening to no because it's not about i oh well, listen i i can't even tell you all the stuff because it just you go well he's mental but it's, it's not it's i look at everything and i think well firstly i was i was shocked by the, the, the one of your biggest weapons is the story of you being in a cult and it's a thing you haven't done a lot with i thought this is your time, like these decade. And I was thinking, I should introduce it to this person. I spoke to somebody about it. Well, I you. should do more about the cult. Yes. This Talk is, it's come it. now at the right. This is the time yeah. we needed to do that story, books, podcasts. So I I've already spoken in the works. Ah, well, mm-hmm. I've spoke to a guy already. He wants to speak to you about a podcast that we're producing for him. I said, she'd be perfect for you. Please do. Right. So, and another bloke who would be quite, it's quite a popular show. But anyway, so, because I don't like things that are out of joint. I think, why are you not doing that, that, and that? I need to fix it. Thank and you. click it all into place. Do that on your 120 hours. Of I was planning it already for like yeah. three days ago. So Amazing. Anyway, and I've already spoke to somebody who I had a meeting with, and I spoke to him at the time. But I said, she's not doing the thing, and why is that not there? And anyway, and you speak um, naturally well, which you could say about a lot of people, but it's not, it's not true. Because I think, like me, and I hate to say things like that, but if you're a cocooned in a world for a while, and you come out, you can't get enough of the things you missed yeah. where you've been around it all the time. Like I miss hugging people. It's like endless curiosity. Yeah. yeah. I want to, I want to be around people. I want to talk to people. I want to tell me everything you know about everything you've done. I want to bore you with, tell me, no, tell me the details and you speak well. And when I listened to you, you did a thing on the BBC with a Brazilian woman. Oh yeah. Something is that Brazilian? Something, something. Yeah. It was only a short thing. And I thought I couldn't tell if you were the interviewer or cause it just kicks in, which annoyed us. Well, you haven't explained anything in the beginning. Well, we can talk. Oh, but, okay. yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, Glass that's, houses. Yeah. But um, I thought you list. So the patterns. I think you're listening as much as you're talking. That takes a lot. That's accidental. That's just you. You can't train that. Um, and I know you did a podcast for a while, and then you stopped. When did you stop? Like 2020, or did it start in 2020? Uh, no, uh, 2021. I think I paused it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was what was it called? You can still get it. It's Adversity not, to advantage. Yeah, you did like 100 and something, yeah. didn't you? Um. I also did a podcast for Spotify about mental health in the music industry called Killing It, which I think was a great conversation as well. Yeah. See, I, I think, well, I don't want to go into pre-production stuff, but but yeah, anyway. So, but I just thought, oh, she's a really natural, you, you've got the, you speak like somebody that's been at the BBC as a reporter for like Well, you decades. say natural, but I know the process of learning. You know what I mean? There, no, but some it's people the 10,000 hold- hour rule. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. I mean? No, no, yeah. But- but I, do, I think there's a natural component yes, because your sure. natural curiosity yes. isn't the same as somebody that does it for a job, no, no. matter how much it's accident. And because it's patterns, because a reporters speak with a pattern for you, and it's not as good as when you speak because you will 
you you vary. P- reporters don't vary their pattern. And I see it makes me sound like a bloody lunatic, but it's because I see things in patterns. So when somebody's talking, it's like comedians. I can't listen to them because all I can see is how they're moving, why they change the microphone hand, why they start going that way, why they do the thing. Have you ever listened to Bill Burr? Uh, not Bill Burr. Who's um the, the comedian American left wing, really left wing on like, oh, you do know him. Oh, God. Oh, HBO. Nope. I like his clues for you. I know. <laughs> he's a, he's a man on the television who does the thing. But, uh, the stand-up comedian who's a guest host. So you've got the, all the main guest hosts in America. Who are the big ones? Bill Meyer? Is that who you mean? What's Bill Meyer? Bill Meyer. M-A-H-E. Can you Google the bloody thing? What, Bill? I don't know if he's H-B- left-wing. I just know that he's a... Yeah. Bill... That narrows it down. If I don't let this go... What did you say? Bill Myers? Yeah, Bill Meyer. M-A-H-E-R. M A H. Is it Bill? Is that his first name? Yeah. Okay, we're him. When he does his show, <clears throat> I was thinking, I'm going to time the claps because it's American. So every other sentence, there's a round of applause, even when it doesn't warrant it. It's because they've probably got a talk, talk, talk. They stop, round of applause. Talk, talk, talk. They stop, round of applause. And I thought, God, this is a lot of the show. It's just applause. And when he, he he does his intro bit when he talks to the camera like a lot of them does and sometimes they don't get the joke but he stops to let them laugh and I go the arrogance yeah <laughs> like I've stopped oh they didn't laugh oh and that's, but he's leaving the gap in for them so I'm thinking what sort of human being would want to be like that like da 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 but it's also like, make it there seem is something more about a pause, though. Yeah, in, I'm not a comedian, but in speaking, the pause can be just as powerful. Oh as no, the yeah, phrase. but I mean, that's a nuance. This yeah. is like rigid. He's like expecting. Oh, I thought there's yeah. got to be at least five minutes of this show. It's just ridiculous clapping. But that's also probably because you have to pause, otherwise, if people, because people applause and then you have to stop talking. No, but I'm not talking about the comedy bit. I'm talking about when you've got the journalists on <clears> with the thing and Trump and the thing, and I think that's what we need to do. And then, but it does it constantly after but what it does it sort of bookends even they got three people it stops there and then it stops yeah, yeah. there even though it's the same flow of conversation and I just thought that's quite weird because the worst thing they do with these shows is when they start off they'll get people that are fans of that person and then the louder this people clap they then give them tickets to come back and then you get more oh, and then you just end up with a load of sycophants and it's yeah. fake because anything you do it's like Steve Martin I think um when he had part of the breakdown, because it was part of that, the comedian, what was it, Dennis Penis or whatever, went up to him and said, just as a random, he was like a joker that would go up to people like a little Saturday night skits and say things to celebrities to he wind would, them up. He would ask um, uh, sort of questions designed to wind them up. Yeah. He was meant to be, you know, the idea is he would blag his way onto the red carpet. And then yeah, he looked ridiculous. Yeah. He was yeah, the one that squirted the gun in, top, in Tom Cruise's face. Oh, was that him? Yeah. He went, hey, Tom Cruise. And he sort of half laughed because training. To, and yeah. then he went, you're a real fucking prick you know, and so it became a thing anyway but he went up to Steve Martin now he didn't know Steve Martin was having emotional problems because he'd been doing comedy for a long time the films weren't going great and he went Steve 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 he said when are you going to do a funny film and in the book Steve said that tipped him over the edge <laughs> and he said he said to somebody because um, remember he's not in America now this is some Britain just come up when you do something funny well, you're probably not used to you've got to yeah, think yeah, yeah. you're not him yeah. you don't know what that's like no. and in the book he says about like that really affected him and he said but the problem was he said I would go up on stage and um, I would say things that I knew weren't funny but people would laugh 
because I've now realised that it, it was I'm him. giving you nothing and you're just laughing. So it's not I'm not oh. even worth anything. They just say, no, 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 no. And they're laughing. They don't even know what they're laughing at. Just lose the fulfillment. Yeah. They're just puppets. <laughs> yes, you go, yeah. well, you people. <laughs> but you, <laughs> He's you never want to get to a stage them. where you say, you people. Um, but yeah, so uh, okay, what are we talking about now? Um, I think I was just having to go at everyone. I basically covered <laughs> to go at everyone then. Dennis Penis. You don't disc- you don't discriminate if you have a go. Yeah, I'm quite an equal opportunities discriminator. I'm like, that's not bad. Um, so um, you were going to introduce me to some other podcasts, and you gonna, yeah, but see, I had like, all that plan before there. I even met you. I thought I got to talk to you about some things. I've, I'd, I'd spoken to somebody at a meeting about you a while ago, um, but yeah. So forget that for now. The um, what do you do? Because I don't like to people think as like when you talk about a thing, you go, well, that's that person. That's what they are. I go, no, just who are you? So what do you do for fun? Fun, 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 silly fun. Um, I, it is a minority of my life, if I'm honest. And a lot of people I do have, have a lot of things to do for yeah. fun, by the way. So when you put, but you know how you said work is fun. Yeah. Like I genuinely find work fun, yeah. like hanging out with my team and like, you know, building things. No created- work should be more fun than fun. Well, it, it should be. Yeah. And it is. So I find that fun. Yeah. My teenagers are hilarious. I love teenagers. People love babies. I'm like, no, thank you. Um, but teenagers, I find, just spark me in yeah. a wonderful way. What was the last book or film you saw? Or read? Um, I just saw the Elvis <clears throat> movie in the cinema. Oh, we, we spoke about that. Did you? <laughs> did you? <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah, remember when we did the remote thing from home, the podcast? I'm reading a book called 4,000 Weeks. Because essentially, we all have 4,000 weeks to live, approximately. Is that what it works out? And what age does that take you up to? Uh, I don't know, 80 or something. He does this, maybe 85. Um, but 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 it's quite stoic and it's quite uplifting, even though, you know, I recommended it to a friend and they're like, that's a bit dark. Mm. I'm like, well, it's true. Yeah. It's not dark, but it's like helps us think about work and life in ways that are about fulfillment rather than, I mean, people are unconsciously going through life, right? That's yeah. exactly what's happening. You know, Netflix, Instagram, uh, where, where's the time gone? Oh my God, it's my birthday. And you're like, Meh. yeah, 4,000 weeks. Where, when's your birthday? September. September, yeah. Mm, are you celebrating it? Uh, probably. That's another thing I do, I'd ban birthdays. That's be a terrible list. idea. It's not, it's a great idea. I've been trying to go with you this whole time. That's a terrible idea. <sighs> I don't want to get into it. Why it should we work. ban it anything that's about celebration? I don't like the word ban. That's my problem. If you say you shouldn't ban anything, that's why you I, just said yeah, ban. And you can't you can't have it. So that's why I should never be in charge. Because my language suggests fascism. <laughs> Totalitarianism at least. But the problem was when I was working in clubs. I just noticed ages because pe- uh, I didn't celebrate birthdays. So I don't know what age I am now. I didn't celebrate birthdays. Please. I don't. See, that's the weirdest thing as well. When people say that, I think, oh, they really. 57. 57. <laughs> no, it really does mean something to them. Like, that's sad. It doesn't, it's, it's not sad. It's it about is. marking when people are young, points in your life. No, but that's, it's good on the day. That's <clears throat> it. And the day before. I like my birthday. But when people are young, they want to be old. When they're old, they well, want to get young. That's a different how endemic many, problem with society. Measure, I love how old No, yeah, are. but that is the problem. If you could me- measure how, measure misery and, pe- and positivity and go that through the year <laughs> when people are getting older, how much pleasure do they get from that age, knowing what age you are compared to that? And half the problems in the world are, I'm this age and I haven't done this. I'm this yeah, age. that's true. Well, what, when did you start? That's when true. When did you start? It's expectations Yeah, whereas if mismatched. you didn't have eight, if it did not exist... 
I think they'd find other marker points for why they weren't good enough or didn't achieve something by by the time the moon went through a well, cycle. In North Korea, they don't have ages. They have the, they everyone celebrates a birthday on the same day. Um, which again, I'm not Are saying. They I could, <laughs> no, but you're right. The human beings will always fall into a pattern of something. Yeah, yeah. It, there was, but we I think need rituals and traditions. But I've never had that. I'm that age, so I need to do that. Or I'm no, that no. age, and oh, I'm getting a bit old, which you hear constantly when people go over yeah. thirty. So. What's the benefit? Well, I have a day where they've got presents. You go, that's not enough to warrant all that. So what's your defense? I think it's a time for gratitude and celebration. You're talking about one day. That's the problem. <clears throat> but it's not about the day. It's for me, that is that, you know how sometimes You can't talk do... about you though. That's the thing. Because that's specific. Well, I need to celebrate other people. No, you need to think about everyone else. All of society. Yeah, in what... ten, yeah generally, but I am age. the sample size. So... No, you're not. Because you're like me, you're, you're unique life. And you can't, and most people. Yeah, but you, just like you, you have like w your circle of people and things that have influenced your decision that you now want to put on. No, all nobody. Of society. I've decided my own stuff. Nobody's. I'm on my own. Basically, everyone is influenced. Everyone is influenced. If I was going to go through your life and see the patterns of your life, you would be influenced by a countless amount. Of oh, things. yeah, only negative stuff. I mean, really... no, all sorts of things that have made you the unique you mm. that you claim is only you. All right. So anyway, so the, the age thing. Yeah. There's no good. I think it's about it, perspective. It? Yeah. It's how do you choose to look at it? Is it like oh, my marker point towards death? Or is it time to like, I don't do New Year's resolutions, but on my birthday, I reflect on the year before. I reflect on yeah, gratefully where saying, I am and where yeah, I want to get see, to. What you're saying is what people should do and what's beneficial. I'm, well, I'm saying, saying we what can is, shift perspectives. Yeah, but what I'm saying is at the moment, oh. it's just, oh God, I'm getting to 40. What am I going to do? I haven't done I'm this agreeing. thing. She's 30. The, so, and when they're younger, they want to be older. I want, I'm going to get into a club. When they get hit 25, people saying, oh, I wish I was that eight. And you yeah, go, going why, don't you just, why don't you just get rid of the bloody thing? Like, just stop talking about it. Like when you said... It's the first oh, question people ask on. each other. If I say I don't know what age I am, people tell me my age, like partners and whatnot. 57. And the next day... I've completely I've forgotten. Oh, how about the the one where like if you're dating and stuff, they're they're like, guess my age as a, and you're no, in this you don't quandary. Answer, there's no like, good answer. <laughs> no, there isn't a if good you say answer. it too young, where well, you're lying. And if it's too old, well then that's good night. But <laughs> But it's like, so what? Like I don't I, I find have that a problem. Hilarious. Listen, when I was sick once, this is no joke, and somebody was with me, I'll get them on the show to tell you. And the the um the what do you call the my paramedic yeah. said, How old you are are you? And I had to say Right. I don't know, but it's not to do with... And the, I had to get the other person to say, can you tell them? How? He said, he doesn't know. He hasn't got a clue. I didn't passport. I didn't celebrate. But I, I wonder why they need to know. I think, it, no, it was a mental thing to see if you are you there. Like, what day is it? How old you are? And, and I said, like, oh, I no. said I'm not. But I, pro I swear, <laughs> lock it, lock it I don't know. <laughs> they were like, oh, that old chick. If, you gave, me, if you gave me, you said you can put a one pound bet and you make a tenner and guess what age you are. I wouldn't bother. I wouldn't lose the quid. I haven't got a bloody yeah. clue. But it's it's... When you say things like that, oh, come on. And I think that's how ingrained it is. Like you probably think well, you can't, you must know. No, because I never celebrate births. So the years pass. I remember the first time somebody asked me and I remember I had to figure it out because it was like middle of nightclub life. So I'd been doing it 15 years. It's banging mid when I'm a lunatic and I'm getting in fist fights five days a week, gangs, stabbed, everything. And one day, it's just 24-hour period, survive a 24-hour period. And money I've got spent, get, get the rent number. And a girl went to me, oh, blah, blah, how old are you? And I went, shit, no one's ever asked me, I don't know. I'd been on holidays, so I didn't have a passport, driving license, didn't. And I, was, I, I, I remember having to sort of talk out of it. And then that night I thought, how old am I? I don't know how old I am. 
But if you just didn't celebrate birthdays... Yeah, cut off your you hand know? and counter the rings. But that's what I mean by, oh, I was that removed. You shouldn't really be that removed from society in modern times. But that's why I say my life was weird. Mm. And so now it's like it just didn't catch. It never caught. And people will say my age. And the next day I've forgotten. Because it's like saying your passport number. And we should remember it. It's, it doesn't mean anything I to me. I think the Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate birthdays. Yeah. Okay. They're miserable like you. Yeah. Oh, I remember having that as a really awkward moment at work. I was like the, uh, this is just in retail, uh, years, you know, as a Saturday boy. I was like the the floor or the department manager for that particular, you know, tiny little shop. Mm. I was like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. You want to sign it? And this woman said no. And I thought, oh, you know, just think, oh, is that, a, have yeah, you, yeah. you know, in my head, I was like, oh, have they had a falling out? Should I be aware of that? Because obviously, you know, you, you've got to work with each other close. And someone had to be like, so, isn't it? so I was like, oh. that doesn't answer my question. Yeah, yeah, no, because yeah. I did, you know, I didn't Here's know that, that was a thing. I will say happy birthday and buy somebody a present. It's because don't impart your crap on other people. If you think it's a better way, if that person's happy on that day, I'd happily celebrate the annual and you and you yeah. If you'd go, well, I'm not going to sign it because I'd oh, piss off. Yeah, yeah just it should be, be nice about to that people. Yeah, a friend of mine um, said, I don't, I don't get my, I don't believe in the, um, what's the romantic day? <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah, I don't, I don't do it. You go, but she does. So I realised I should have said every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I said, yeah, but what, what stand oh, that's are you a, taking? That's an argument I've had in my but relationship. Just, if it means something to that person, then do whatever. I had to be schooled. He would tell you a story. I'm the one who's like, it's just a day. Oh, really? And he's the one like, Capitalism. you couldn't even get me a card. Oh, really? The fella? Yeah. So I ended up buying him a card while he was with me on the day because I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, right. you like, do you have a pen I can borrow? <laughs> yeah, I was. I didn't do well, that's that. that's awful. You shouldn't used to think about the other <laughs> but person. But I didn't before. realize it was our first year together. I didn't realize yeah, it was first important. Year. I was quite ballsy to not care in the first year. But I was like, I mean, you can give me flowers. Yeah. I don't mind. But I'm like, I didn't realize that it would break someone's heart. Now I want to hear your heartbreak story. But, <laughs> but I, I send people things all the time. So I'm not doing that thing of, well, I do it through the year. But I do genuinely. But I do I think it's a, it's a commercial holiday yeah. that's just trying to yeah, rip you off. Yeah, if it means off. something to that person, then shut up. Well, that's how I've had to learn and oh, be okay. in the middle. But the age thing, I think you would always, I think if I could remove it from your soul and you didn't know, you would be a happier person. The age just went away. And you just thought you weren't looking at other people and what just age you're a person stuff. in the universe just doing floating what, yeah. around. What it doesn't kids what doesn't matter what age I am enough. Kids just, yeah, society I, does do it? Yeah. mess it up, I agree. But I think it's also men mentally, I think it's just about the trick is not to get old as in mentally. Obviously you can be mature and stuff. But, but if you lose the, the kind of joy of, of life. Part of it becomes a, around body clocks and stuff yeah, as well. Course, yeah. Like when I was dating after I got divorced, um, the amount of men that would ask me if I was ready to have babies and like they were ready <laughs> yeah, like, to date yes, one. Yeah. It's really, nice to, me it's really yeah. nice to meet you. Uh, may I impregnate you? Because yeah, we've got, much. you know, clocks ticking yeah. here. And I was like, my shortest date was 22 minutes. I was like, Ooh. goodbye. What was the last question? Kids. Well, it was kids, and then and then I was like, well, we're obviously not aligned, right? So yeah. we don't want the same things. And then I was like, so we should probably end this here. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You never waste it. Well, he I'd wasn't say, attractive, look, was he? If he was, yeah. I might have. No, no, but I, I would genuinely might have lied. Look, we're here. <laughs> no, We've I wouldn't made... have lied, but I've been like, while well, you're waiting for it to impregnate someone. <laughs> but if you're there, just have a conversation about work or career or something. Like, you oh, never know. I don't know. waste I date efficiently, and I would give people one hour max, and uh, oh, just I hate people that sound like me. It makes me sound like a in my head. I think. Just be like, I, I haven't got that. time for But this. when you verbalise it, you go, oh, that sounds quite <laughs> So basically what happens is when you hear someone else say the same things that you say, yeah. you're now outside the situation going, because yeah. the sentence wow, this is what sound I sound nice. like. It doesn't sound right. I don't think it's Well, it's all about delivery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're yeah. presenting it right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, because you always... Just be like, you're a really nice person. I hope you find someone you may impregnate. 
I've got things to do. I one one of the, I, I try to not give too many opinions and when I'm saying something about it, I just tell them what I, I picture that. No, no, I think what did I <laughs> tell them what I felt at the time. I'm not gonna give you an opinion. This is how my body reacted to hearing something. That's I'm just all I'm saying. Sure. And when I listen to you talk about something, I can't remember you was talking about the bad sides that you were struggling with the relationships and mm. things and the extremes and all that. And as I was listening, I was thinking, Oh no, don't lose that. Oh no, don't lose that. Because then you're like them. Like there's positivities to not doing much with the first half of your life and being free. And I think if you could just shave the edges of what you're saying, don't lose that. Don't lose that kiddie thing. Don't lose the... I agree. Don't go, don't be like them because there's too many of them already. Be more free and allow that in. Don't go for to the extreme of, well, I've got to cut this and I've got to cut that. Well, the I've thing I have to fight against now is the entrepreneurship thing of society, which is like, grow bigger, grow faster, do it this way, get investment, mm. go that way. And it's like, well, I have to go step back, slow down. Like, do, is that what I want? Like, where do I want the business yeah. to grow? And well, it's what, you what are you doing for money? Because yeah. most people are doing it for money. That's why I tell people that you're miserable because you're just chasing We're money. We're doing it for impact and, it never get, and it's fun. Whatever you get, you'll always kick the ball further down the road. And That's it, the thing. And you're never, so you're never actually happy. You never exactly. get You just come back to where you were. And you just get bigger overheads and bigger yeah. stresses. and then Bigger just house, like, bigger mortgages, to... just become yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah so, uh, let me think. Have you got any other major questions while I've got you here? Any major while questions? I've got you have you ever gone into a workplace and been like, because obviously, uh, you know, with your sort of, uh, I suppose, could we say consulting is yeah. probably the broadest. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone into anywhere and just been like, this is beyond help? help. <laughs> yeah, just, yes. just get the flamethrower and yes. call it a day. I mean, that's dark, but um, <laughs> certainly like. Yeah, not literally you, a flamethrower. Well, well I yeah. can just like mirror back to them what they want. And if they just want a tick box, I'm like, it seems like you just want to throw like a helpline at the situation yeah. or something. But we, our job is to go beneath the surface and go, well, you know, who calls your helpline? Who yeah. uses your apps? What are the numbers? It's usually below 10%. So if that's all you're doing, you are actually going to spend money on crisis that could be prevented if you're over here. They, if they don't listen to that and hear that and they're just like toxic on the inside and are like outsourcing well-being so they can say they've done it, goodbye. Yeah. I We're mean, not the people for you. I remember once um, <clears throat> it was a, a bank in America and it kind of made headlines. One of these globe, you know, mega corp, you know, evil evilcorp.com yes, or whatever the exist. company was and it was you know um that these junior sort of bankers I, i'm you know it's not quite that but junior bankers are sort of all got together and done this presentation about the fact that like look you're killing us all you know because we're mm. we're doing 90 hour weeks targets are unreasonable all and, something. and they basically just yeah, yeah. But they just did this yeah <laughs> part slackers but they basically you know they did this whole big um presentation about how you know the stresses were actually and the you know, long term. People probably this, are dying. Like, yeah. Suicide. Well, there was um, there was uh, the case of a guy who was doing ludicrous hours every week, and he just he he was found dead in a shower because the idea was you would do your shift, go home for two minutes, have a shower, pop some dodgy pill or whatever, yeah. and then go back to work and carry on your shift. And so they did this presentation. It kind of went viral, as it were, and the CEO just said, you know, yeah, we appreciate you taking the effort to do this thing, but you know, sometimes we just have to ask. Just our people to go just that little extra mile. So basically, you just went, fuck you, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, versus some other companies where run by women, <laughs> inevitably, where they were like, yeah, we're just going to give people like a month off because yeah. this happened in COVID. You know, they gave everyone like a huge amount of time off because they just said, look, the idea that everyone's slacking off at home, um, you know, because it's work from home is not trust. true. Yeah. Yeah. They just went, no. People have gone through so much trauma because of everything. People have lost people. People have been isolated, and we are social animals. 
And they just went, no, you can have some time off and it's paid. Yeah. And you go versus that versus some scumbag going like, well, no, maybe, maybe when all of you are dead and there's no one to whip. Right. Right. Yeah. Your prescription. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there was the, uh, there was, um, a cartoon that went around and it said about, um, solution to a problem. And it was somebody, um, whipping a horse. It said the common sense solution to a cart. I think it was to get through up a hill or something. Common sense solution. Obviously, you know, I know people don't like necessarily the idea of whipping horses, but it was like, get more horses to whip like that and it's a corporate solution and it was loads of people on the on the cart with whips whipping people <laughs> like whipping one person yeah, yeah, yeah. to pull the cart up there and that's yeah. you know that's what it's like that's a striking image for yeah sure. it's got to change everything it just needs to collapse and start again well you just need to if you can cure greed there you go but the well, only- the, well i should say there are a lot of businesses that are doing it right yeah yeah you know there are a <laughs> lot of well and who want to learn who want the help who want to get it down yeah. from the tech box into the culture and environment so yeah. that's hopeful and i would say much um europe the u.s like different places that pre-pandemic were like please yeah. are now opening up to the conversation so that's hopeful yeah i mean i've uh, um I freelance for Discovery or Warner Brothers as it Discovery now it is, and the the things they do for their staff are actually really impressive. Mm. Yeah. Um. So they give them everyone gets a day. I think it's a day. It might even be a couple of days to do volunteering projects, and it's just you can go. So you can go work at a donkey sanctuary or anything like that. So and it's paid. My model. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're nothing but donkey sanctuaries. That's all he talks <laughs> about all day long. But no, it's just the idea of like, no, we need a couple of days. It's because it, it there is something you just feel good giving back. I think yeah. most people do obviously not the guy who's like, you need to work yeah, more. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, um, they do all sorts of things like that. You know, the whole mental health week isn't just like, Hey, hashtag mental health week. And then Yoga next class. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. next week is like, Oh, what week is it this week on the calendar? Yeah. And you know, what flag have we got to put up, change our social media to for this yeah, week? Yeah, that, yeah. It's all continuous. And even simple things like, Hey, um, we've got, uh, we know it's been a really stressful time. So we're just going to do free lunches. And it's not the fact that obviously you're saving people money and it's nice to food. It's just a gesture of like, we give a shit about you. Yeah. And that's all you have to do. That's such a massive yeah. thing. So last <clears throat> words, Petra. Oh, the, when's the, your book? What's your book called? And when is it coming out? Are you that's still doing it? Big. Yeah. So there is writing a book. It. Yeah. So I'm writing a book okay, and it's coming out in uh, May, 2023. Um, what can you say about it? Is there a heading? Can you say? Um, I can say it's the working title is begin with you which is about getting each individual taking responsibility for their own mental health which will then impact the culture begin yeah. with you what could you do with the word letter u to make it well you could spell them y-o-u for starters no nobody would know what you're talking about you just got to put you oh yeah but then it would have to be like b-g-i-n wit w-i-t u Begin. I'll get you guys That's around when we're yeah exactly brainstorm the title to, to yeah, the end, yeah. Like, could you turn that into an equation what are you trying to do I don't understand I was trying to make the a bit more copy, the copy a bit better I think well, it could be better I think it's like the public... you can't just put begin with you That's no enough. no no, there no is a, most... like, there's like a long like ex- explanatory sentence but yeah. it's like the publishers it's their draft copy and I think we, we need to get a bit the closer image. to the edge I've too. seen people with images and I'm not going to say who the books and I said why did you get that done and I thought I probably shouldn't have said that on the podcast. I said, you, I like explained on the podcast what it should have been. I thought probably wasn't the right thing to but say. But also, I think most, um, sort of, would failed. you describe it as a self-help book or kind of like no, a guidance business book, book or business yeah, book? Yeah. Forget, don't but most sort of, um, I suppose, all right, non-fiction books have like a title and then a subtitle, you know. It's, it's the subheading. You should have something about the, the, the your, um, um, from senior cult thing. leader to blah, blah, blah. Well, what's really interesting is when I talk in, especially newer type, 
companies that are fast growth. And I read this book once about how cults are like corporates. And at the beginning, you get the idealistic leader and everyone wants to follow and it's wonderful. And then you get the layer of middle management. And that's when the communication starts to filter through power lenses and it all pretty much gets fucked. And people will be like, who have you been talking to? I, um, it's a unique perspective that I think is usually on point because yeah. I'm just like, oh, toxic, toxic, yeah, like yeah, greed yeah. power. This yeah. is where it's all showing up. Uh, um, <coughs> a friend of mine and we'll end uh, worked at uh-oh. Uh-oh. a friend of mine worked at a company um, and his boss would jokingly say, don't join the cult. Don't join the cult. Like right. It would always be the aside thing. And they would even say that to the CEO, jokingly being like, don't join the cult, don't start a cult. It's a cult. Yeah, but I've been accused of My starting friend a cult. Me. Just because you get people to do something with passion doesn't mean it's a cult. No, but this, is, this, is, one, this is 100% a cult. Oh, oh it was literally. Be, there's a difference between activism, movement for yeah. change. Like... I mean, it's the same sort of model. It's just a negativity. It doesn't have the negativity with it. Right. Could be a positive cult. People coming together. Well, it's like in Black Lives Matter. It's a group of yeah. people with probably a few people at the heading. Mm. Yeah, it's I'm not against like yeah. groups coming together. Like that's yeah. totally fine. But there, but then it's when th- the it's the ego, right? If it starts getting to the the leader's head, well, and- it's can I have your credit card details? That's where it ends. Okay, I'm out. I mean, it's not it's not far off. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your children. Um, yes. Positive. So positive. Let's. So what's your say? Something. Tell the people say what something. what's life. Say something. What's the do this. Be this, say something. <laughs> what would be like, I guess, what well, would be a starter for 10 for mental health, for improving your mental yeah. health? Maybe that would be a. Yeah. So think about good mental health, not just what do I do if I have bad mental health. Um, I was thinking of my, the mantra that got me through probably the first 10 years of like recovery. And it used to be the best revenge is living a good life. Yeah. And that allowed me to like let go of all the, you know. Yeah, I never liked that because I don't like the idea of revenge. Like, I've got to get them back. That still sits, No, but that's, but that, I don't, like I've let that one go yeah, now. But okay. at the time, it like, worked, yeah, worked, like okay. either I get like a fucking obsess about revenge or I put all of that energy into, right. I mean, you have no idea the carnage yeah. of like my generation who ended up being like, prostitutes and drug addicts and the suicide rate in my generation is ridiculous so that kind of got me through first but um think about prevention and maintenance rather than crisis so so many people the first time they go to therapy or to any kind of help is when they're like completely crashing out and in crisis but also think about somatic work like you talked about movement like so like talking is not actually the cure to things like burnout or uh, trauma actually we need to move our bodies in different ways so that's where we need to assess our lifestyle and environment and nothing i think you'll agree can replace a sense of belonging and connection with real humans mm, yeah so no matter how you do that find that and i think people have lost the skill you know so there's higher anxiety and they're like i don't want to be in social situations i'm just going to drink to get through it right um and it's practice Anything, changing your environment and your lifestyle takes practice. And anxiety is just your fear going, I'm not used to this anymore. So like, it is a feel the fear and do it anyway thing is genuinely what it is to end on a cheesy cliche. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So the general thing is that don't wait for things to go wrong before you fix them. Get out there and do things to make your wellness. I don't like that word, but. Yeah, but invest in yourself yeah. and invest in yourself when you're feeling not well, right? And so, not with cryptocurrency when I was talking about. <laughs> that's that's just be, we, should, we should end every show with just being like, <laughs> don't buy cryptocurrency, yeah. NFTs are fake. Yeah. 
just um, like that. And we're, we're, like uh, like Cato the Elder, who used to say he used to end every every speech with Carthage must be destroyed, <laughs> which was Rome's great. So he'd be talking about anything. He'd be giving a speech going, yeah. we really need to do something about the sewage uh, in the Greek quarter of the city. Dot, dot, dot. And Carthage <laughs> must be destroyed. And then he would sit down. Right, okay. So that's what we should do. The then. true cult leader. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Petra, The Rock, The Real Rock, not Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh, God, don't get him started it's on the... in the name. Oh, don't get him started on well, No, no, no. Anyway. We'll be here for another hour. When I was on holiday, there was one TV, there was one TV station that I could understand. And yeah, bloody, what's his name? Not the, the other me. Who's the other one? Uh, Joe Rogan? No, who's the one below me? <laughs> I don't know who the... What? Triple X, that was the film. Oh, Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, he's crap. He doesn't look good on camera. He doesn't. He's not in shape. He's not nothing. Why is he the thing? And, and he was a bouncer as well, which annoyed me. I thought, oh, he's not a good representative. Did you want to be in the Fast and Furious? Is that it? No, I wouldn't. That, I'd turn that down. That's just an embarrassment <laughs> to yourself. Unless you're broke, I forgive anyone that's poor doing I think anything. He was, I think when you've got broke. money, and you pump, pump out shit. Like, why have you chosen to carry on doing but that? He was. He was broke. That's how he got famous. He was broke. And what was so his he, first film? Uh, his was he like an I don't know if it was his first film, but he had a very small role in Saving Private Ryan. But it's because he made oh, completely know. broke. Yeah. He made, I think he ended up being a mini series of short films about oh. being, I think it was about being mixed race and how odd that was to be in casting in films because it's like, oh, you know, mix, so mixed race isn't because I, that's relative, you know, I'm mixed race, but I'm not the traditional what people think of. Yeah. So it was that, you know, he'd be called into one week it's a Hispanic guy and then the oh, next week yeah. and it's, it's an Arabic he's got guy. An ambiguous look to you, Jim. Um, I believe, I believe he's got um, white and black yeah, heritage, but I, I, the honest answer is I, I don't know. I feel a bit better about him now. Not, not yeah, but that's how rock. he, and so he did that film and Spielberg was impressed because yeah. it basically shot for nothing, but it's, he put in the but effort. But why pump out that crap then? It's just money. You've, you're throwing money on top of money with fast and whatever it's called. You know, I really liked how we were ending this. Yeah. It was like Petra. The Rock. Yeah, exactly. And then it was like, The Rock. It's because he got distracted by The Rock. Because he just, we know when somebody looks a tiny bit like Uh, you, and then they do the wrong thing, you go, I feel like you shouldn't. You have a very strict right or wrong sense, though. It's like, everyone tells me that. But there's nothing wrong with that. Well, according to you, that's a very according to the gray area. But it's just your absolute, I like that you're, it's like, you see the world in black and white. Yes, I, yeah, that's the right way to say it. It's the only yeah, way. Yeah, Take exactly. your name down. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Petra well, the Rock. Petra the go. Rock. There you go. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for coming in. And I'm sure we'll see more of you in uh, 2022. Maybe even more podcasting. Thank you very much. David, hit it, brother. Don't buy crypto. <laughs> Here's your story. Let's begin. The world is fine. Come on, David. The future's here. It's right before your eyes. Step by step, you're on your way. Could be larger than life